0: South of the Six Podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports
1: teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam
2: Corsair. All right, choppy videos, choppy audio, coronavirus, we're still here. Welcome to a special collaborative episode of the South of the Six Podcast live, sort of, on Twitch for a special game stream. We are part of the stadium scene.tv network and part of the Overtime Media crew. So, I understand you guys are pretty much quarantined, cooped up in your places, and you're thirsty for some basketball. We're going to do our best to give it to you. There might be some bumps in the road along the way, <laughs> but I'm going to do my best. Joining me to do so, like I said, this is a collaborative episode of the South to the Six podcast, partnering with the TSV podcast, and That's a rock po- That's Our Rap Podcast. Jesus, tongue twisters. So, joining Ooh, that's me. That's a rock, I like it. Yeah. Joining me. We'll start with Jason Long of That's A Rap
0: Podcast. What's up, bro? What's up? What's up, man? The dire need of basketball is real. The thirst is real. I'm telling you.
2: They'll they'll even watch fucking choppy, choppy streams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: the other voice you hear is Connor Chambers, of course, of Toronto Sports Views, the TSV podcast. What's up, man?
1: Oh, we're back in this bitch. You already know it's been too long. Uh, I'm in dire need of basketball, and the chat is having a great time. They're they're out there talking to each other. There's some there's someone named Lowry's Booty in the chat, <laughs> and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and they they keep going. Who's trying to eat me? Who wants me? And I'm crying. I think what? it's so funny. I love it's it. It's my burner account, so, Connor. Yo, shout, is shout my out
2: wife? To booty is my wife in there.
1: Your <laughs> wife is in there. She's uh she hasn't she hasn't confirmed or denied that she wants Lowry's booty yet. So <laughs> well, <laughs> she, she better, loves Lowry. Confirmed. That's, that's why. why. Yeah, you better you better have a chat with her after this.
2: Uh no, I I already know. I mean, she tells me. <laughs> she gives me I'll the pass. look. She gives me the look.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a thick booty. That's some like that's like the uh, MLB equivalent of Vladimir's booty. That's a thick that's a thick caboose.
0: It, it's true. It, it's true. That's true. When Larry tries to show off his ring, he's really showing off his booty. Oh, big facts.
2: Yeah. So um, we're doing our best uh, to bring the sports world back into your collective lives during this pandemic. Um, things are changing pretty rapidly and it's becoming more and more difficult to keep track of it all. So that being said, we wanted to take this evening to allow you to shut it all down and bring you back to a much Happier place in a much happier time period. So, legalities aside, okay, it seems like the legal world, when it comes to, you know, data usage and streaming and whatnot, movies being released early, um, we were able to find this game. Well, sorry, Jay was able to find this game via Reddit. <laughs> so, um, again, legalities aside, uh, <laughs> where we downloaded the game and we're going to stream it for you as best as possible. Um, If you're listening to this for the podcast version and you want to watch along on your own will and your own time, I highly encourage you to hit up r slash Toronto Raptors on Reddit and search for the download link for the playoffs. It will be within the description of the show. If you're listening to this on the podcast stream. Now, if you're watching on Twitch, uh, I got it queued up. I'm gonna do my best to make this work. Um <laughs> what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to say three, two, one, play. And when I say the word play, you hit play on whatever player you're using. But before we get into that, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Connor, we'll start we'll start with you when it comes to this game in a general sense.
1: Um I I, I think. Going into this game, the perception um, and, and I know I know you kind of allude to it earlier in our pregame show on Twitch that uh, you might have been a little bit nervous going in. I think Jay sort of had the same sentiment, but um, for me, I wasn't I wasn't nervous on this game because Toronto had the home court. Um, I had I'd always said going into that series that I had believed that the Raptors were going to win in five. So obviously a game seven is still nerve wracking to that extent. So I will give that it's, it's credence. But when, when we were going into this game, I don't know if I was as nervous as I had been for other games, but it was still, it was still a high pressure situation. I just believed in, in the Raptors going into that game that they could pull something out.
2: Yeah, I do remember my mindset heading into this. I do remember, um, you know, being nervous because this is game seven and, you know, walking into this, I'm thinking to myself, you know, the Toronto Raptors are, you know, the game sevens with Toronto Raptors are never really an encouraging thing in terms of the history. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, knowing what we know and how the result came about. Sure. I'm, I'm grateful for it, but man, I was nervous. What about you, Jay?
0: Yeah, I think what you said uh there Adam was is exactly right because with the history that goes on with when it comes to like Philly and Toronto and also our game 7s uh, it's it it doesn't bode too well for us and when it comes to this series altogether I mean uh, if if you guys remember it not every win or loss for us it was it wasn't really close so in like you know game 5 we we blew them out game 6 they kind of they we only lost by 11 but that game wasn't even close so all every game had its like ups and downs and then this one in particular i think for myself i'm pretty sure i was nervous i mean it's game seven but it was more of like the the story behind it and to me like you said connor i I believe that we were going to win as well but it was more because of i wanted to believe it just because of like the destiny of it like the next Game or the next series would have been Versus Milwaukee uh, And you know back in Back when the Vince Carter days when they fade, Faced uh, the answer If if they have won they would have faced uh, Milwaukee as well in the conference finals So like it's it's almost like It was destiny for us you know And that's the storyline that I kind of put in my head So of course I was nervous But you know like this the, You can't write this shit out man Like this This is meant to be the basketball gods were looking upon us
2: it's um it's one of those moments in Toronto Raptors history that I think is the most important game in franchise history, I think. I you know, you can talk about the championship, you could talk about how much that meant to everybody, but for me this is the game that defined the franchise. So, let's why don't we just get into it? Why don't why don't we just start? Sure. And um, I'm going to do my best guys. Again, if this is coming in choppy, if this is coming in a little delayed, I apologize, but uh, the podcast version should be way better. So let me set the stage. So the date was Sunday, May 12th, 2019 at the Scotiabank Arena. The Philadelphia 76ers were coming off a 112-101 win in Game 6, and they were looking to make their way to the NBA Finals. The Raptors coming back home looked to exercise the demon that was LeBronto and make their first NBA Finals appearance themselves. So we all know the results. We all know what happened so let's do it so here we go guys i'm gonna count it down in three two one play then we hit play on play so here we go three
1: so we hit play on one yeah
0: (laughs) hit play that was on two (laughs) on play ready
1: so three play done
0: three two
2: one play A big game. We play so this big game is broadcasted on TNT for the evening um, of May 12th. This is Mother's Day. My wife knows that I was unavailable for this game. Um, but yeah, so let's just get right into it. Connor, let's talk about one ra- round one before we get into this game. Raptors were able yeah. to manage the opening series against... The, uh, the Magic, despite the Game 1 loss with Lowry's zero points performance, but he was a plus 11. Uh, what do you remember <laughs> heading into oh, this series minus. against the Sixers? Were you nervous? Were you confident? Chop it up, man.
1: Um, I think that once we had put Game 1 of the Magic series behind us and rattled off those wins, uh, I, th- I think that coming into the 76ers series, as I sort of alluded to earlier, Um, I was not worried. I was not worried about the 76ers team. Even at the time, I was still worried about the spacing of the team, especially with the fact that they have more shooters on that team than they do currently. Uh, I still had this feeling that the spacing on the team was not there. It wasn't there enough to 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 overtake the Raptors in the series. So um, I was still quite confident. And going into the series, I thought that the Raptors were going to win in five. Obviously, the game, the series had gone to seven, as we're about to see the start of the tip off here, which I'm perfectly synced, by the way. I just want to say that. All right. Good. I'm perfectly synced. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, um, the, the game, the, the, the series itself, I actually thought was going to be a lot easier than it was. Um, and seeing the struggles of them, well, struggles meaning that they went to a game seven. That was a longer series than I thought. Um, I was still pretty confident going into Game 7, but I had all the confidence in the world in this series.
0: What about you, Jay? For the 76er series? Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, going into it, I think after that Orlando series, like I I feel like we should have won that in 4. But, I mean, after that Game 1 loss, we kind of pounded them the entire way through. So, like... Like in five it's okay but when it came to the 76ers series i feel like we had the better player but they had a better starting lineup so you know it, it there it came it was there were so many variables was Joel b going to be you know the mvp defensive player of the year was um Kawhi going to be stopped by ben simmons will siakam you know actually live up to the uh most improved player like there was it, it these two teams were such perfectly matched um and they they kind of represented each other very very well so like it was going to be a grind and i didn't think it was going to go any less than 7 i think this is really? also destined to go to 7 for sure cuz like these 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 two teams they hustle uh they're they're long uh they're like and they have such, like, histories with each other, too. Like, this had to go seven. This had to go the distance to, for me. Um, but, yeah, like, if, I think it was very entertaining. I mean, thank thankfully, the, the ball went in. I mean, you know, we don't really know because we're watching it live right now. Uh, I don't, know, <laughs> what do you mean? I don't ball. know what you're talking
1: about. Yeah. Yeah. I've never well, heard of this mean, before.
0: It's it's weird. I'm having this flashback about the shot. It's strange. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, but, yeah. Got, like what now? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think that, however, uh, the the you know, however, we were going to play, it wasn't going to be easy when it came to the Sixers. I think I was more afraid about the Sixers than more than Milwaukee during that time. See, that's what I Fuck, wanted. to I miss bring up. Kawhi
1: Leonard. Yeah, man. I see this, and I miss Kawhi, man. <sighs> I so, mean, I miss
0: Danny Green too. You know, like he he had some sort of calmness to him. Uh, when he even though he didn't shoot very well throughout the entire playoffs, you just knew he he like obviously Matt Thomas isn't as good or has the record that you know uh, Danny Green has. But you know that feeling when someone shoots it and you just feel like it's gonna go in? That's what Danny Danny Green has. Like except, still, for still, <laughs> except, for, <laughs> except for the playoffs. Except for the except But we were like we were still not mad at him. We, he still played like he was still so essential to our to our team and to our starting lineup.
2: So it's interesting
1: it's okay. that you, you know guys... what? I think I th- I think Danny Green's gonna show up if uh, the Raptors team makes it to the NBA Finals, we'll to be see. honest. We'll see. We'll see. It's <laughs> interesting
2: that stop away from Mark. It's interesting that you guys talk about uh, you know, comparing this team the 76ers, this series with Milwaukee and being a little bit more confident against Milwaukee because like I felt the same way even despite, you know, Giannis. And that giant that we had to sort of utilize the box and one against, um, you know, sort of pull that <laughs> out of nowhere. But for me, like, I think this defined a rivalry, right? I think this is now a new rivalry yeah. that is sort of ever present, and dare I say something that sort of eclipsed the Celtics rivalry that never really materialized, but it's more of like a fan-created rivalry. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, no I, I agree with you. Um I feel like also without Boston we I don't think we've ever played Boston in the playoffs, have we? No. No. So yeah, so I mean with the Philly series, I mean, you have obviously the shot that was missed and possibly the shot that was going that's going to be made. And th- that automatically the story and the 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 heartbreak that both teams and fan bases have had to go through, there's definitely going to be a rivalry with Boston. I feel like there's a, there's still that respect when it came when it comes to two teams. Like I, 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 I like Boston. I like the players that are on Boston. Obviously I like the Raptors more, but it's not right. like we, there's no rivalry there. I don't think, I feel like there should be, there should have been, I hopefully for this year still. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the, the rivalry between Philly and Toronto is, is quite, quite alive.
2: Right. Right. And, you know the 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 Boston, especially where I am and how, you know, this this pertains to me given the area and whatnot. Um I hope that they meet in the playoffs soon. Like uh, you know, knock on desk right. here, I hope, you know, the season continues. That's gonna be a topic later on. But, you know, even if it doesn't in next season there's a chance that they face each other in the playoffs. I think that both franchises are sort of primed for that in both fan bases, even though it might not be a legitimate rivalry like we're saying, I do think that fans are thirsty for it. Would you agree, Connor?
1: Yeah. Uh I I would I would hundred percent agree. I mean, we've been thinking about a potential Celtics Raptors matchup for years. Right? Um if if they if they can meet up at some point, like it's the just even, and I know we're talking about the 76ers and then the Celtics and all this yada yada yada, but the fact is, they've they've been almost and like you alluded to already, like destined to meet meet up with each other, right? Right? Like it's, uh, I do, I just, I don't know how that series would would play out. I think if they met in today's, um, in in today's season I think that the Raptors would beat them but um, I don't know what how each team is going to be in a year from now right And that would be a really interesting series but
0: um. you know another thing about this Philly and and Toronto series is the um, uncertainty when it came to the teams after the season after the 20-2019 right right? because we don't know what was happening with Jimmy and uh, and Tobias we didn't for us we didn't know what was happening with Kawhi and Danny and so this game in particular it was almost like Win or not even go home. Win or blow up your team. You know, that was the storyline during the entire series.
2: So that's something that I thought was interesting. Because I listened to Free Association today uh, leading up to this game. And they were talking about, you know, even if the Raptors were to win this game. And even if they were to win the championship and Kawhi was not to stay at that point. They were saying blow it up. They were saying blow it up and build around Freddie and and Siakam. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. You know, they won the championship. Obviously, we don't know that at this point watching the game, but they won the championship <laughs> and Kawhi left and they still didn't blow it up. And, yes, it, you know, it speaks to the resiliency of this team. So, I guess, Jay, are you surprised that, you know, knowing what we know that the Raptors... I guess Masai was sort of stubborn about it and said, "No, we're going to keep this yeah. ship going."
0: Listen, I, I'm not going to be that that guy. Who says, "No, man, I, I thought that we were going to win 60 games regardless." Of course. It- if you asked me if you wanted Kawhi Leonard to stay, hell yeah, I would have wanted him to stay. If I thought that we were going to be second place in the in uh, the Eastern Conference, honestly, I wouldn't have. But that doesn't mean that I thought that we were going to be one out of the playoffs, Dennis Scott, or you know <laughs> seventh. You know, like, it, it, all of that comes down to if you've been watching this team. Like all in all, if we didn't have Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green last year, then we would have still had the exact same team minus like me Marcus all. Um and that uh I guess camaraderie that this team has built with Lowry on the helm and like Fred Van Vliet coming off uh at the time coming off the bench, Siakam still growing and OG and finally coming into another year that's not injured, like there's the talent that they had, but it was from last year it was overshadowed because of uh, what Kawhi Leonard brought right so again I'm not going to say I'm not going to stand here and be like I feel like uh, at the beginning of the season I feel I'm pretty sure I picked them fourth in the east but it doesn't mean that I didn't believe in them I I thought that they still had amazing amazing talent uh, but I'm not going to say didn't say that I thought they were going to be where they are now
2: it's crazy because you know, when it comes to the resiliency of this team and how well they were performing uh, this year, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like, do you think that this is a defining moment for the team in terms of the expectations that were laid out for them by the American media? Because, you know, we see the, the predictions for the playoffs. You know, you guys mentioned Dennis Scott. We, we see, we see the, the talking points of the American media that kawhi is gone, this team's going to choke. Like how much of that do you think is disrespect and just like same old Raptors kind of mentality, or how much of that like like you said, Jay, we thought, you rather you thought that this team was gonna finish in fourth. Like, do you think there was a legitimate uh, point to be made that this team wasn't nearly gonna be as well as it was, or even in the playoff discussion? Yeah. Or do you think um, like no? There's no way they were missing the playoffs. There,
0: there's a little, there's a little bit of both, and, and what I mean by that is, um, the the real story behind you know Kawhi Leonard is is you are honestly losing an MVP caliber player. So I understand when people are saying you know you guys don't 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 have it, and if but that's only if you haven't watched this uh, team in its entirety, right? Um, I, I also think that. For American media, I've, I've said this before in a, in a pod. It, I think that for and I'm not I'm not going to obviously I'm not speaking for all of Americans right. uh, or yourself, Adam. But I just feel like basketball isn't top priority sport. I, I feel like what is it? Probably college football or college basketball or even obviously the NFL. It's the NFL, yeah, and it's the NFL, I, I think that you, the American media has so much friggin' sports to, to worry about and to watch and, and all those storylines that no, I, I don't take um, I, I don't take them not knowing uh, Toronto uh, very well to heart, I, I don't, because you guys have so many sports to watch, yeah, that's you true. know like, I, I don't, yeah, like I get it, I get it, you're not gonna watch us, and that's fine, um, so I've uh, yeah, like I, I think that's that's where I'm at. I just I, I didn't really care because I, there's so many more sports that you guys watch.
2: What do you think, Connor?
1: Um, I I agree and I disagree because um I agree in the sense of when it's someone on a like a sports talk show that has to watch a bunch of sports like I get that. But we're talking about NBA analysts that are saying that we're going to be out in the first round against the Magic, or we're talking about dudes who are paid to watch NBA games and focus in on teams in the playoffs that didn't even give the Raptors a chance and basically said that they're toast because Kawhi's leaving. Like that's that, that that's more of a casual mentality. Like I I honestly I fucking hated it. Right. Like it pissed mm-hmm. it pissed me off so much because I'm like it doesn't matter where this team is located geographically. Like if you're like, we're sitting here saying that we understand that Milwaukee is going to be a good team. And we say that because we watch the NBA and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But we understood even by watching this Raptors team going into the 2020 season, that they would still be a good team. They wouldn't miss the playoffs. And you still have these guys coming in saying that they're going to miss the playoffs or Sam Mitchell saying that they're going to be an eighth seed or whatever. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> that, that,
0: that like, yeah. bro, like, you were, you, were, you were in Toronto, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you coaching this team. Oh you know exactly what they're doing. That yeah, was, are that you was kidding crazy. Me?
1: Like, there's no way. So that that in itself, that's when I started getting angry is when I started seeing this. And I'm like, you guys are paid to watch yeah. these teams and analyze them. And uh, especially for a guy who works for TSN and does, like, brought you think that he would watch his team enough to know, okay, well, they've lost Kawhi. But... There's are still going to be a top four team in East, yeah. and that was all of our. I think that's what we all thought. Like all of the, all of these Raptors uh, faithful, we're sitting there watching this team, thinking, "There's no way that this team's not a top four team, even without Kawhi Leonard."
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. And you know what? I I think a lot of it, um, all, 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 including now, still, like how you know there there's always going to be that. Um, Giannis possibly coming to Toronto, which, which again, I still don't think that's going to happen. But regardless it's it's like no no free agent that stupid talk about no free agents wanting to come to toronto because of the cold because of the taxes because they don't want to go across the board these guys don't give a crap about any of that they really don't how how often honestly out of the the months that they're going to see their uh that they possibly see their family uh they they're they're working and being with their team is eight months of the year they don't go outside besides practice and besides like you know they're just practicing their facilities uh because they take the shit seriously. seriously and and the taxes like let's be real let's be real these guys are being paid like 10 to 20 million dollars like i i honestly those things are lazy those narratives are yeah yeah
2: well you know for me i think this game did a really good job to vindicate the team and obviously you know Kawhi leonard was the obvious talking point coming out of this Kawhi leonard was Going to be the focus of this game for how it ended and the performance he gave. I think well, I want to say it was a forty-one point performance. Um, that's something that you know you're just not going to forget. And for me, it's even if Kawhi was the main talking point, even if Kawhi got all the credit, it still defined the Toronto Raptors for a moment. And it's one of those moments in NBA history that will always be played over and over and over again. Like, it's not like this is going to be swept under the rug and say same old Raptors. It's going to be Mm -hmm. something that's going to be played on highlights rails, perhaps one of, I don't know if it's necessarily the best, but it's one of the best playoff moments in NBA
0: history. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's, there's no question. No questions asked. I mean, Uh, Like, like watching this now, I'm just the anticipation of it, (laughs) too. Like, can we can this stream go faster?
1: It's a top three shot in NBA history. Oh, top three, top three shot in NBA history, not even just playoffs, top three shot in NBA history.
0: Okay, let's let's break it down though. Look, so what which other ones are we thinking? And Uh, and we can can skip out there Jordan Jordan over Utah, Utah Utah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Um. like that, that to me is that to me is a great shot of all time. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, for sure. I would say, um, and and I always, I, I don't know where I would put the others. Like, like to me, I think that there's like three that hover in the same category, and it would be, um, the, uh, the, the, the Kawhi Leonard, uh, shot, uh, the, uh, Damian Lillard shot to send okc home i think is an (laughs) unbelievable moment the close-up the close-up shot yeah 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 and uh and there and then there there are two that i think are slightly below that or around the same caliber and it would be Kyrie against this the the warriors i was
0: gonna say that just
1: because of the importance of it and um the other one would be steph against okc when it was that super deep shot um But those are those are more recent and you could you could have probably older ones that you might come up with. But I think to me, the number one shot is still Jordan. Um, Yeah. But I think in terms of like significance and everything like that, like Kawhi's shot has to be a top three shot in NBA history.
0: Yeah. And and also because there's never have been a shot to win the game that was in regulation to win a series in a game seven. There's never been a shot. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But all in all, I feel like the implications of this shot and what it meant to a series, uh, to the playoffs, and and what it led to, like everything to it. Yeah, it 100%. has to be up to the top three. Hundred percent.
1: Adam, what do you think?
2: Well, I would definitely put Jordan as number one because yeah. just just because of the the status of him in NBA history. That's something that. Uh, Obviously, will will never die. I think he's the GOAT. I know a lot of people want to say LeBron, and if you want to be in that camp, I'm certainly not going to argue. But um, I only because I watched him growing up when I was a kid, I watched Jordan. So I was able to see the the evolution of Michael Jordan. Um, I was young, but I was able to watch it. Um, so for me, it's a little bit more special that Michael Jordan, that, that last shot, I was able to watch that live too. Um, right. But... I don't know that Dame shot just because of like the cultural impact that had for the yes. NBA and how like yeah. fun mm-hmm. it was. The um, meme, it was the meme. It was <laughs> definitely the meme, meme of
0: him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, there's so many good ones like when when you when you text your shot or when you shoot your shot and then she texts back or something like that. Yes, That's yes, so, yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. <laughs> <is> so good, <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, yeah I, I would put kawaii probably at at three
1: um yeah i think that's fair yeah i think i think he's i think he's in that i think he's in that two to four range and i think that you can make an argument either way and i would and i wouldn't disagree but for me it's top three but i can see someone saying oh no there's two shots better and i couldn't say "You're, you're wrong but yeah there's a small yeah, grouping it's there.
0: like it's like the jordan lebron like honestly i don't think there's a wrong answer jordan lebron kobe i don't think there's any wrong answer there's everyone to eat their own you know what i mean like i would say i like if if anything i'd say uh like i think the the importance of jordan um is it, during the time right because if you put jordan in this era it's i i feel like he would destroy he would absolutely destroy. And then at the same time, you put LeBron in Jordan's era, he would also destroy. Like, it's, I, I don't know. It's, I don't think um, you can, you can even compare it. You just got, you just have to like, uh, love it all, really.
1: <laughs> right. No, I agree. I agree. I think, I think it honestly depends on what you value more. Like, if something, if there's like, for instance, if you value championships over everything, you're going to say that Jordan's a goat, undisputably and you, and, and you're, in and your evaluation criteria you would be correct um well unless you're talking about like bill russell or something then that's different but right. um you know but if you're if you're gonna value certain other elements that would favor one player or another that's fine they're so close in terms of like you had even mentioned uh, jay in terms of like if jordan were to play now like jordan would probably like dominate if lebron were to play in the the uh 90s he would probably dominate right and it just like it, it it it's it's very it's very tough like there's no clear answer and you'll never have a clear answer it'll be a debate until we're all six feet under but um until a new goat comes along and and shows his stuff but
0: right yeah well um i, for- I forgot about a uh, surge when he got I think was it he was elbowed in the face he and he got right. ready? Yep. Yeah. And then that's when he started to like go off or something. That's when he yeah. became raged yeah.
1: animal. <laughs> this this is this is also when nobody wanted Fred VanVleet to touch the ball ever. Yes.
0: Yes. This is <laughs> when like the talks about Jeremy Linton possibly taking yeah. Fred VanVleet's numbers. But okay, so I was looking at the the series uh stats. So it it's clear that, you know, Kawhi had the most points um the most uh rebounds the most a, a lot of things right oh yeah but and and so when you look at what um fred had guess how many points he had the entirety of the series Just this whole series
2: guess. oh god i remember Spoiler it was, was low second. was it like nine eight or nine
0: not that low but pretty low what was no
1: it, it was uh it was like uh Oh geez, it was. I think it was like fifteen or something like that. No, I remember it being like mid-teens.
0: You're just off. He had fourteen points. Yeah, I remember in that In seven games, yeah. like minutes, and and he played a boatload of minutes. He played 118 minutes throughout the whole series. So like, he did not play well. <laughs> it was the length.
1: It was the length of that team. But also, yeah. uh, Junior wasn't born yet.
0: It's true. It's true. Junior
1: was, <laughs> Junior was not born yet. He's on his way right. to save to save the Raptors. He was on. His way. <laughs>
0: that's why Norm only had twenty one points too. He didn't touch Junior either.
1: That's right. You got all you got to do is just rub like you got to rub him like a little genie in a bottle right on the head, and then you're <laughs> and then you got your magical powers.
0: Yeah, that's so, incredible.
2: So the first quarter just came to an end. So we uh, we made it through one quarter, guys. So, um, I mean, look when it comes to side narratives when it came to this game i do want to bring up the crowd because uh, i don't know if you guys want to go back into your way back machines and how we were feeling about the crowds coming into this game but there was a talking point a pretty decent one on twitter regarding the demographics of the crowd and though those being compared from the outside of the arena in jurassic park and compared to the suits inside the arena now the overwhelming consensus on twitter and a little bit on reddit was that the quote-unquote real fans were outside bringing the energy, whereas the more corporate reserve crowd was inside the arena. So, Jay, we'll start with you. Do you still sense that sort of vibe heading into the season that, you know, not we'll say it's not over, but this current season? Or is that, like, sort of delegated to only big games?
0: Uh, okay, so this season, I've wanted, I for the longest time, I've wanted to be a season ticket holder. right? And the waiting list is... Uh, beyond me. Like, I don't even, I, I didn't even check. I, you have to put like a down payment of like 100 bucks and you don't get that, you don't get that back and like all this other stuff. Pretty much saying that like, if you really want to be a season ticket holder, it won't happen this year. <laughs> oh, God. I, it's, it's going to be like this for the time being because the Raptors are good. And th- at this moment, like, I keep on harping back to like when uh, the Raptors were playing the, I believe it was, the Nets uh, in the playoffs. And it was one of the fr- very, like the first times when the Raptors were back into the playoffs. Do you know what the headline was the day that the Raptors were playing the playoffs? It was why they were asking why the Leafs goalie wasn't playing well. And in the top right, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not shitting you, in the top right corner, like in page number nine, it was the Raptors playing the Nets in the first round of playoffs. Like, are you are you shitting me? But this was real life back then, right? Now, the Raptors are a championship team, and they are uh, profitable. It won't change. Um, and it's it will, it will be quote-unquote suits and it will be the people who are going to afford it. And now, I don't blame them. I don't blame MLSC because, yo, who has the the money? It's going to be the suits, right? Right. Everybody, whenever, that's why, whenever someone asks me, like, where should I buy a ticket? What section or something? I always say go into the 300s because that's where the real fans are. That's where you're going to uh, get the loudest crowd going. So Jay and I, and long story short, Jay and I used to work as uh, the fan support or fan crew um, for the Raptors. So, we got to like throw t shirts around and throw flags around and everything like that. It was a whole bunch of fun. But I hated it when my boss would be like, okay, Jay, you're going to be uh, on the lower level because you know how hard it is to hype up a crowd in a 100 level who doesn't give a crap, who got like tickets for free or they were given to somebody, right? But if I was asked to go into the three hundreds, it was awesome because once they see you, like you have a free shirt, everybody goes nuts, and that's where the crowd is. So yes, I, I do, I agree. That is how it is now. I don't think it's gonna change, and for the better because if this team is good, this, you know, MLS is gonna be profitable. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's gonna change.
1: What about you? Kyle? Um, yeah. So here, here's the deal about. The Raptors in their initial years. Um, if you were a season's ticket holder of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you were forced to buy season's tickets for the Raptors. So they always yeah, started yeah, with suits. Totally. Uh, that was that was never like so. So to me, I actually think that um, I've been I've been to Leafs games. I've been to Raptors games, and um, I've lived with this narrative of suits in the crowd with Leafs forever. Mm. and how how the leafs are a great great team and have this uh, rabid fan base but you don't see them in games because they're priced out basically right um, the, the the I think that if you go to a an I'll, I'll do just a regular season game for instance if you go to a regular season leafs game and you go to a regular season raptors game the energy in the raptors games is like 3 times as much as it is in a leafs game so for me, seeing that I'm, I actually think that our fan base for the Raptors is is loud, and we've always had that mentality, or we've always had that perception from NBA players and NBA fans that wow, we've got a loud building, we've got we've got this, we've got that. So yeah, while well, I agree that there are suits because the the price of the tickets starts going up exponentially as you get. Uh, further along into the playoffs, I don't I, I, I don't fully buy into the fact that it was like like a suits crowd, and we weren't energetic because if you listen to this crowd, I mean, there's twenty four points scored with eight minutes to go in the second quarter at' twenty six now. But mm. um, you know the, the, this was such a low scoring game. as a fan, it's harder to get involved in supporting something like that, right? When when it's when it's a, a shutdown, lockdown type of defensive style like eighties, nineties game, um, it's harder for more of a casual fan even to sit there and cheer because your team's not getting as many buckets as what you're used to. So um in in that retrospect I, I still don't I don't know, I, 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 I get it, but I don't fully I never fully bought into that narrative. I just thought it was smoke, but um, this, I think that's probably just because I'm a Leafs fan too. And I think it's way worse for the Leafs. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I one year I went to, uh, a buddy came by who, who lives in New Brunswick and he's a huge Leafs fan. He knows I'm a huge Raptors fan. So one night we're like, yo bro, let's just go to a Leafs game and a Raps game back to back. Like, like the day after. Right, and right. lo and behold with that, we got, we got the same tickets. I got the Raptors tickets. He got the Leafs tickets, it was messed up because we literally got the same seats. Like I'm, I shoot Stop. you, out was the same section, same <laughs> seats, and everything. It was crazy. So I did a I did a panorama of both, and just so I could like split it in half and see what it looks like. Cool. um for pictures. It was really, really cool, really dope. But I have to agree with you, and I'm not saying like I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but I always will support my hometown. Sure. And I'm I'm just saying that like the 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 Raptors crowd, I feel like the demographic is different because with the Raptors, you have a lot of kids now that are playing. You know, organized basketball uh, because it's affordable, right? And and you have kids of all uh, different backgrounds of different uh, religions and everything. Um, but for hockey, and I I have a lot of fans who are hockey hockey players. Their commitment to it isn't something of. Uh, that a lot of parents can do now. And so that's why the demographic in the Leafs game, and I don't know about you, Adam, when it comes to Bruins and Celtics, but for us, I, I what I saw was that it's definitely majority, like older. Gentlemen uh, in the Leafs game. Whereas Mm. in the Raptors game, you see like kids, you see uh, teens, you see adults with their kids, you see adults with adults. And you see like it's so much more accessible that I feel like you can't help but fall in love with it because no matter what, you're going to see someone in a crowd that's like you. And also, when it comes to the Raptors, you kind of see uh, there's going to be somebody that you see yourself in as well. Whereas in hockey, I feel like there's, you know, the masks are involved and you can't really see them. And um, for for one, I can't skate. So <laughs> I, I automatically can't relate to that anyways. But I just feel like, yeah, when it comes to that, um, that also the demographic of it all, uh, I I feel like it's so much, it's better for me to go to a Raptors game.
2: I do think that, especially here in New England, um Interest in the Celtics is ramping up. I know the Bruins are sort of like the the redheaded stepchild compared to the four major sports here. Obviously, the Patriots are going to be king, and maybe that changes after today. Please, yeah. But TB to TB. But um, I I do think that when it comes to um, the interest of basketball, I do think that it's, it's sort of ramping up a little bit. And that, I think that's ubiquitous everywhere, right? I think, and not to be redundant about it, but I, I do think that is ever-present everywhere. Like, because I do think the affordability has something to do with it. I do think the ease of play has something to do with it. Now, Connor, like, obviously you would know a little better than I do when it comes to the game of hockey, but for me, I just feel like basketball is a lot easier sport to pick up on for a casual fan. Whereas, yes. like, with hockey, like, there are a lot of intricacies that you need to iron out in order to know, like... The proper play but basketball is pretty seamless and easy so maybe that's why basketball is picking up popularity
1: yeah it's possible i mean look I've, I've always told uh people that are very very casuals and like will watch like a playoff game or something like that um i always i always say to people that i believe that basketball is not only the easiest to sort of understand because it's pretty straightforward right. but I think it's the most enjoyable to watch. Um what other what other sport can both teams score 100 points in?
2: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, good call. Right?
1: Like like uh, they, it's it's so fast paced and there's yeah. always something going on where two teams can like one team will score 100 points and lose. Like it's it's very it's it's very rare there I don't know if there's a sport, maybe there's some like stashed away European sport that's got something on this. I don't know, but i d I've Darks, never seen a sport darts. Yeah, darts. <laughs> I mean throwing throw, <laughs> <whole> <laughs> <laughs> And
0: they
1: go they go mental. Oh my god. Yeah. Talk about talk about a crowd. Darts crowds. Yo, you Holy like, fuck, they get fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like it's like they're at a they're at a rave or some shit. I just, just, just want to like, know
0: what they're drinking or what drugs they're taking. God damn, oh, I'm in. That,
1: that's <laughs> that potent European beer. I'll tell you that for sure. Oof.
0: Do you see them when they when
1: they when they get the hundred eighty? You see all the fucking beer flying around, and like these guys are (laughs) soaked. These guys are coming home to their wives, they're drenched, and and the missus is going, "Oh, not again!" He's like, "Oh fuck, I just got some beer on me. What do you mean?" And he gets so he gets so mad at her, and he just shrieks of booze, and oh, and I got a hundred and eighty, and he's just like so so fired up. And why why do we not have crowds like that, man? Like. Soccer crowds, darts crowds, like it's... Those dude, are soccer
2: problems. crowds are dangerous
1: sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So heard.
0: So some, flares, heard.
1: some flares and fists.
0: Yeah. Does dude. Boston have an MLS team? Yeah, Revolution. Oh, are they good? I don't watch. Cheer for TFC. Cheer
1: yeah, for TFC. I,
0: don't,
2: I don't watch, dude. Maybe. I don't know. They're just not popular here. <laughs> like, you have to be a specific demographic to like soccer. In in New England,
1: um, but uh, yeah, the,
2: the New England weird. Revolution are the uh, are the team is
1: pretty. TFC is actually more popular than I thought it would be when I first came here. Like, there's a lot oh, of yeah. soccer here in, in Toronto. Like, but it's you won popular. it,
2: right? They won. It, the yeah, Cup. they won.
1: Yep. They were they were in the finals this past year and they lost. And they've been to the finals like three last four years, I think. And they won. They won one of them, and they lost two.
2: Um. So hey, let's 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 bring it back to this game because there's something uh something else Oh, I we're want. Not
1: talking about darts?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that's why I thought you were on here. Wait, Adam, what are you watching, man? <laughs> I I
1: got the channel on darts I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um let's bring
2: it back to this game because another talking point heading into this and I think this speaks to the lack of maturity that he had was Joel Embiid. Now Um, I went back in my way back machine. I dug through the archives. I listened to the podcast episode that was recorded before this and Hunter surplus was on it. of Raptors Rapture now. And he was saying how much he hated Joel Embiid. I want to know, like we talk about Lebronto and I don't think that Lebronto was ever like, sorry, LeBron was ever the villain in (laughs) Toronto because like, I think there was a, a basic understanding that he was just the best in the game. And like if if we lost to LeBron, it's because it was LeBron, not because we got cheated out of anything. It was just like superior talent rules here. Cream rises to the top. But when it comes to Joel Embiid, I do think he put himself square as public enemy number one in the eyes of Toronto Raptors fans. So, Connor, what do you think? Do you yeah. think that Embiid, like the airplane, you know, how he like it pretty much cried walking off the court of this game? We don't know that yet, but you know what I mean? Cried walking off this court. Do you think that he is now public enemy number one forever pretty much in Toronto or like are we sort of beyond it because we won the championship
1: (coughs) 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 you fucking clown (laughs) you are a fucking clown bro like that's what you get you know what he ate some humble pie that dude I don't see him doing that shit anymore to be fair like I don't see the fucking airplanes and the theatrics and this bullshit because he knew the moment that he did that, he fucked up. He lost. As soon as he did that, I'm like, this is over. I'm like, it's over. It's done. I don't even care what happens for the rest of the series because I know that the Raptors are going to win. Right. Joel Embiid, you clowned yourself, bro. You clowned your team. And I know that there would have been people in the locker room. And I know, think knowing what we've heard from from players like Jimmy Butler, I know that wouldn't have went over well. Yeah. I know that wouldn't have went over well. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that you just, when you're up, You gotta, even if you've never been there before, you gotta pretend like you've been there before. Like, that's, that's just, that's bad. If you're gonna go up against cold-blooded killers like Kawhi in that Raptors locker room where it doesn't take much to motivate them for anything, you start fucking flying around and firing off guns and doing this and that in front of your crowd. Oh, man. What a what a mistake that was, and it ended up with you crying. You ate some humble pie, and that's that. You you cry. You mm-hmm. came back the next season. You put up a fat donut. Got bodied by your daddy, Marc Gasol, and that's that. All right. So learn from that. I hope you do because to be honest, it was just a bad look for you and your franchise, and that's that. He's still he's still a public enemy. He always will be public enemy number one. I don't know, but he still would be public enemy. That's my yeah. little rant on Paul Embiid. But what do you think, that's a last
0: May <laughs> okay, so I'm not gonna be as as uh, emphatic <laughs> oh, with that. Oh, you can't! Come on! Come <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I, I'm not gonna take that away from Ricotta. I feel like he's he's kind of given himself that moniker too. He knows that he is a shit disturber to a lot of teams. But the thing about him is that he plays off that, right? So if you're gonna be the villain, you have to be the villain. This, I okay. So this is this is the thing. I don't disagree with Connor. I feel like he is what he were, was doing during the game, during you know, to hype himself up and hype the Philly crowd up was kind of clownish. Yes, I agree. But at the same time, what what bothers me the most about his antics outside of the court because you know we can't uh, miss the fact that he is enormous and he is really skilled and he's you know one of uh, great talent in the NBA. But it's off the court that kills me too. It's because. If you're going to play the villain, play the villain always. Right. Don't go on on public and be like, nah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore, and I'm not going to talk crap anymore on the fl- uh, on the court. And then like a month later, and be like, I like being a villain. I like having fun now. And like you know, like pick a lane, bro. Pick a lane. Like, right. are you? Do you yeah. do you, you want to be the shit disturber? Do you want to be play the good player? Like, it just means that you're kind of uh, you don't really know, right? And and that's like the uh, the off course stuff that kills me. What Joel and B to me is is what I th- for Raptors fans is what I think a lot of other fan bases that isn't um, Toronto Raptors fan bases is is what Kyle Lowry is right if you don't. Love Kyle Lowry like we do, then you're going to hate him because of his antics on the floor. But outside of that, he's such Lowry is such a great locker room guy. He's uh, like I guess he has his own ways to talk to the public, but he is his own person, and right. he's always been like that for his entire career, right? Uh, but for Joel and it's just like yeah, I don't I don't know. One day he could be eating burgers, the other day he's going to be do a one eighty and beat. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what you want to be, and. And that's why it's confusing to me. I yeah, like on the cloud, all the airplane crap. If that hypes you up, fine, buddy. But don't start crying and and be, uh, you know, in the background crying and then like uh, uh, say that you this means so much to you and and it's so emotional. Like it's you know you got to pick a lane, bro. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know maybe it does speak to the maturity or lack thereof that he had at the time. Um, I mean, we've talked about this. We talked about how. Um, After this, as a result, you know, what happened, the 76ers' locker room wasn't really the same. And you saw, like, Butler depart. You saw Redick depart. Um, I'm sure this game left a really bad taste in their mouth. In fact, Redick was the one, game one of this season, that was like, it's a lot of bad memories here. We're still not really over it because, you know, our joy of everything aside, it is kind of a... A devastating way to lose a basketball game. Um <laughs> no kidding. But For like sure. which which adds to the flare here. So I can sort of understand why Embiid was, you know, emotional. I can understand why he was, you know, super confident in his home crowd, but there is a notion of being humble that you sort of learn as you go on and mature in the NBA. And maybe he's just not there, but I'm certainly uh, sure that he learned from that experience and I hope that you know he carries himself with a little bit more grace and dignity moving forward but yeah you know I don't think I he mean, might like, be a no- public enemy but he's definitely on the radar of being like yeah. that's always going to be a meme oh, like he's
0: he's, he's 26 you. now yeah. so last year 20 like what were you doing at 25 right if you're <laughs> in these in this in this day and age like if you're if you're 25 you're probably tweeting and and, and that's it right but this guy is like he's a yeah, this guy's a multi million dollar. He's gonna act he's a he's a kid, so he's gonna act like a kid, you know what I mean? Like we sometimes we forget that these these men, yes, they are men, but they're in a completely different atmosphere than we are. Uh and he's also twenty six. So if he's gonna be a little shit when he's yeah. twenty six.
1: Yeah. Yo, Serge was stroking at this game. I just wanna say that. He's for, got the band aid yeah man like his shot form like reminds me of what we've seen this year from him like i think i think this was almost Mm -hmm. like this series sort of ignited something or he found something i don't know but that was the first time i'd seen surge start to hit that consistent shot with that form and it's the form that i've been seeing from him this year yeah Um, i'm just i'm noticing that as i'm watching this back i'm like that's the surge that we've seen and at the time i didn't really think anything of it because somebody always just hitting shots and but now that i'm seeing what he was like before and seeing what he is now that that's this is surge now what we're seeing
0: i feel like nurse nurse puts surge in such a fantastic position yeah because like he he in, in every way, like he knows that he on, on defense, you see Serge and when he's playing this year, he knows that he's going to guard the lane and, and I'll that there are a lot of injuries and Marc Gasol isn't playing, but Serge knows how to protect the lane and on offense, like how many coaches, even now today, if you're uh, in that size, I guess, and in that position, how many of them are going to allow you to shoot five threes a game? Not many. So allowing Serge to be who he is on defense and who he is on offense, uh, allowing him to play off uh, Lowry all the times the he, they do a pick and roll like a two two out of the three times in every play just to get Surge rolling because once Serge gets rolling, it's over. Right. It's completely over for the other team. It's great.
1: Well, why if you stayed, we would have repeated definitely. Even if the season didn't happen whatever we're so we're still repeating anyways i don't care you you blew it (laughs) well yeah we're still repeating um i do want
2: to touch on that like i know we're trying to to distract people from you know the the virus and the the quarantining but it's sort of hard to avoid so i do want to kind of touch on it um we could put a positive spin on it but i do want to set the landscape as to what's going on so um we're approaching halftime we should say of this game, I think we have about, what is it, three minutes? Two we, minutes. Two minutes and two 13 minutes. seconds, I have, so, um, of the second quarter. Um, so today, and we're recording this Tuesday, today four Brooklyn Nets players tested positive for COVID-19.
1: Ew, what a move. Sorry, yeah, was, that I was completely interrupted, but there is a nasty move from Kawhi. Okay, <laughs> nice little <Sorry>. left. <laughs> um,
2: four Brooklyn Nets players got tested for COVID-19. They got tested positive, rather. Uh, KD was one of the ones that were tested positive. Three players, I don't know which three, but three players were asymptomatic completely. Um, and they weren't quarantined as far as I know of the situation. So they, the NBA is notifying everyone that they've interacted with, but it just goes to show the, the rapid pace that this is spreading. Um, moreover, the NBA had a meeting with, um, I guess some people in the know or some top officials. About the virus, and I'm paraphrasing here, but the the gist of it is that if the United States acted quicker and more robust with their handling of the virus, this would have been handled and maybe avoided, uh, as we all know. Um, They're looking at a two, three-month best-case scenario right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So that aside, that negative news aside... (laughs) I do want to keep things positive, and so I kind of want to know, Connor. We'll start with you. What are some of the things that you're doing to sort of distract yourself, other than what we're doing right now, distract yourself um, from this and to maintain a positive outlook?
1: I've been I've been doing a lot of rebuilds on NBA 2K20. There you go. <laughs> like like <laughs> nice. I still I still want to keep basketball in, and, and and I see I see on the like YouTube sometimes people do like rebuilds of teams and um you know i'll just i'll literally like scroll through i want you look at the screen i'll stop on a random team and i look at them and I'm like all right i'm gonna win you a championship in two three years let's do it and i pull up the team and i try to make it as realistic as possible and i do that but um honestly like it's it's been a lot of um it's 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 been a lot of like rewatching of stuff like kind of what we're doing like i've been rewatching some certain games i've been uh I've been looking back on uh, like stats of, of historical teams and players, but I've also been pondering about this season a little bit too and just what has been lost or what what has been positive for some teams and what has been negative. Like For instance, um, I think this is very positive for the Brooklyn Nets because they don't have Kyrie or KD. Um, it was kind of a, a lost season. This was this was a season that was just meant to be a throwaway for them. Right. And next year they're going to get Kyrie and Katie back. So, uh, in that retrospect, like to them, it's really no love. It's really no loss to have this season be either delayed or canceled. Um, if you look at a team like the Los Angeles Clippers, who may only have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for one more year after this year. And they traded away five first-round picks, Sheigel, Just Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, for potentially on record one year of Paul George. Right. That's really tough pill to swallow. Um, so there's there's a lot of things for teams. I kind of look and I'm like, okay, well, who? No one benefits from this. But like, who comes out on more of the okay, it's it's fine for us spectrum, and who comes out on the? Oh, this isn't good for a spectrum. Like the Bucks are on that end of the spectrum. Like this, that's not good for Milwaukee if they're wanting to keep Giannis around and they don't have this year to prove to him that they can do it. It's more negative than yeah. positive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, still, I, I still believe the best, the, the most likely scenario is that he resigns. But this doesn't. If if you have to say, will this help them or not, definitively one way or the other, this doesn't help this team there's no so,
2: emotional impact yeah you're right that,
1: that's correct mm. um there's one less chance for Giannis on his current contract to get to the nba finals to get to the eastern conference finals to to show that this team can put it together in the playoffs so when you put all that together um there's a lot more loss than just games and revenue and money there's a lot of implications for the players that um, we'll come to realize as the months, as the weeks, months, and years go by of like, wow, if this season played out and this happened, the NBA might have been, the landscape of the NBA might have changed drastically. Right. If certain players stayed or, hmm. or went, but their decisions were altered or affected because of the outcomes or the effects of the coronavirus.
0: What do you think, Jay? I never thought about that. I never thought about the implications of what it would do to, to the team's um, especially with the Bucks and and what you know what to do i just all in all i i've taken it to a point where this is not good in any scenario because i feel like we we were losing basketball but obviously for the better of you know the the lives and the the safety and health so all in all we're we're not going to it's not going to benefit anybody. Um, With that being said, I, 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 what I've been trying to do honestly is just trying to get as much information as possible because I've been, I've been going back to this a lot and I'm saying that, you know, you should get the right information and not all of the information because at, Now, during these times, you're going to get flooded and bombarded with all these information that you don't know if you want to say it's true or not. Um, So so I'm just trying my best to look at uh, things, obviously, on the bright side, because they're they're not saying that the NBA is canceled. um, And we do this for a living, right? Like. Or I guess not for a living, but we we love this, and and uh, again we're kind of just doing this for for ourselves. And right. when you have like during during the times of the off season, there's literally a hole in us, and we're just like, when is the basketball going to come back? Right. Yeah. But now it's like. It like Connor, you said it's the best case scenario is is, is about two months, which mm-hmm. sucks because it, it that's the best case scenario. We still don't know if that that's actually good the case, right? So what I feel like is going to happen is I think that it's going this season this season is probably going to be scrapped because if we we're going to go into the, the season again, uh, there's so many questions, right? There's so many, like, are we going to start the season again? Uh, are we going to start from the, what, 64 games that we were playing, uh, or, or we're we just going to go into right into the playoffs. But regardless, now you got to think about the future implications, right? Is this going to affect next year? Uh, you know, is this going to be a shortened season next year and, and all that stuff. So like, again, it's you're gonna be bombarded with all this information. It's all about l- understanding that like everyone's really trying their goddamn best because we have no idea uh, if the NBA or if anything is gonna be back to normal, right? Like I was talking to my wife about this. At the end of the day, if you knock on wood, this does go, everything go back to normal. These couple of weeks are going to be in the history books. We're going to think about yes. what, what happened when, where were you, when, and how were you trying to prevent it and all that stuff. So again, um, you just got to get the right information and not all the information.
2: Yeah. It's, it's going to be something that I think we're going to like, this is the biggest thing since I think nine that has rocked the, sh- the sports world. Right, that's the only thing I can really... Yeah, yeah, like, baseball literally shut down. And, uh, I think the NFL season started, but I don't know that they shut down. They might have. I'm not sure. But, you know, when it comes to what's happening right now, there's so much uncertainty, there's so much misinformation, there's so much exaggerated information, and there's so much reliable information out there that it's really hard to filter through, um, Mm -hmm. depending on the news source that you go to. And, um look i'm not one to incite panic but i am one to incite preparation and you know being prudent about things i think it's very important um you guys are witnessing it and it just seems that like every day there's always like an increase of regulations necessary regulations i think that need to be adhered to um but for me what i'm doing to maintain a positive outlook is like right now we don't have a lot of sports we don't have any sports actually and you know we're resorting to watching an old game. I'll be a, a great one. Um, for me, it's it's sort of keep the mentality that like there are a lot of good people out there. There are a lot doing a lot of great things, and that's what I mm-hmm. like to see. Like, yes, you're going to see some bad videos of people doing some fucked up shit, but most of the time, you see a lot of people coming together. Like, you see. The the videos from Italy of the DJ on his on his uh, his porch or whatever his his you know whatever doing the rave and everybody's dancing. I love that. You see the the guy on the roof in Madrid doing the workout for all the residents in their apartment. Um, I love that. Like to me, that's legendary. And you see like people helping out the elderly. I don't know about you guys, but for where I live, uh, grocery stores have a designated hour for the elderly and the people that are most at risk to shop in the morning, just for them. Like, you see these random acts of humanity mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I'm very proud of that. And I I do think and I hope that a lot of good is going to come out of this when it comes to humanity than, than not. Because when's the last time the entire world was facing the same threat?
1: Yes, you're right. Yeah, like 100 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, legit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that, we, yeah. It's. I don't think we, I don't, we, we well. Lifetime.
0: Yeah, exactly. We weren't alive when that happens, right? And you you see it a lot too, like uh, on social media. Like, our our uh, you know our grandparents in that age, they were drafted into war. What we're asking to do is be stay inside, stuck inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do, do what you got to do, man. Like you you. It's not that hard, but because the and I'm not trying to take away from what you're saying, Adam. There have been so many beautiful stories out there that are trying to help each other uh, and help people that who are in quarantine or help people that are elderly and and just can't do the normal normalty. But there are there also a lot of people who are are stuck at that, um, you know, lookout for. One and and that's me and and myself and I and that's it. You know, yeah. um, and and I hate that. You know, is is it? But but is it something that like we're accustomed to now because of uh, how we are living? Like because of how personable everything is. We have our own phones now, and and like you know, back in the day when war was happening, you had you needed a telegram. You know what I mean? Like right. It's it's not the same time, and but but now it's like I wish. I didn't hear so many stories about like um uh the hoarding situation right Right, like buying toilet paper and sanitizer and then reselling them online like how low can you go that's uh you know like really like honestly like the the one story that goes with about hoarding and reselling kind of overshadows the three or five stories about beautiful people helping each other out. You right. know, I, I wish there was just more uh, or I sorry, I wish there were less of those stories uh, that I can take away from from this.
2: I feel you, you know, and I remember when this started before, like the panic, I was like, I should probably buy a hand sanitizer. And I go to the gas station and there was quite a few. And I was just like, I just need two. I need one for my wife and for, for me. And they're little small bottles, maybe two ounce bottles. And we still have them, like right now we're still using those bottles. And this is like three, four right. weeks later. So everybody that's hoarding it up, like you're not using it for you, you're using it to sell. And and, and I'm with you there. And even like with toilet paper, I know this is such like a, a trivial thing to be talking about, but you know we always just buy in bulk anyway. So we bought like a 12 pack just like we normally do. And I'm hearing from my friends like, bro, I don't have toilet paper. I'm like, dude, just tell me what you need. Like I yeah. just tell me what you need and I'll give it to you. I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for profit. I even said the same thing to Peter K like I I messaged him on on Twitter and I was like, "Do you have everything you need? Do you have hand sanitizer? Do you need me to send you hand sanitizer? I will." Like you know, like yeah. it's just these little things. Same with you guys. Like if you need hand sanitizer, I'll send it to you. Like I don't I don't have an issue yeah. with that.
0: Like I just some... texted you my address. Okay.
2: <laughs> like if you really do, I I sincerely will send you if you need it and like it's not a problem and you know, I, that is a way to keep positive. is to just do things for other people. Like, d- right. make sure, like, now more than ever, like, we're all in this together, literally, and I don't mean that as a cliche. Like, the world is in this together. Like, no one's threatening war. No one's threatening any sort of nukes now. No one's threatening to bomb another country. We're all dealing with this. The world is on pause. And so if that's the case, like, yes, we're, our our sports are gone, like, sure like i'm i'm upset about it too but at the end of the day we got to handle this we got to do our part mm-hmm. and like i'm not trying to get preachy Absolutely. here but you know like a way to stay positive just do things for other people you'll feel better as a result i promise
0: yeah yeah and if and if anyone's listening like same same to you guys well like i i'm sure You know, everyone has been telling you to stay calm, stay, you know, be there for one another. But honestly, like it's it's not it's not a hard thing to do. And it shouldn't take something like this for us to understand that, you know what, we do just have to be there for one another. Why does it have to come to a certain point where we run out of toilet paper for us to realize, oh, we probably shouldn't (laughs) hoard this? You know, like how many how many people are going to go back to Costco and return it? At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. like there's there's just going to be a huge lineup of uh, rent again for you to return to four boxes of sanitizer that you bought. Like, let's be let's be real. Let's just be humans. We don't need a pandemic to be human. You know what I mean? Like where where does the line draw really?
2: Right. And if you're staying inside, whether it be like of your own volition or like a government, you know, mandatory thing, then you don't need that hand sanitizer because you're inside. No. Right. Like you're not right, touching anything right. outside. You're inside. You're in your own element. So any germs you pick up inside, they're yours, right? And so,
0: you're not going to finish three hand sanitizers by yourself no in way. like the next fourteen years, right? Okay, maybe right. fourteen before. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. I got. You. Like it's 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 just ridiculous.
2: Uh, the best advice I can give you guys is to keep your heads up, uh, exercise because that helps with your immunity. Not getting preachy about that but uh occupy your time do some positive things do some projects it'll, it'll help you out but um let's get back to this game um yeah I, i'm we're we can stop talking about the virus
1: uh, <laughs> i saw I, I saw i saw this video before we before we get off that i saw this video it was funny where um some guy was like filming it and he's pretending to be a doctor and he's like i'm sorry sir but you've been uh, diagnosed with coronavirus and the guy's like that's not possible. I have so much toilet paper. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> stop <it>. oh <laughs> I so thought that sad, was the antidote. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What do you mean? I got all the toilet paper. What are you talking about?" <laughs> um, <laughs> <not possible>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I thought that was funny. bring a little humor to that, but yeah. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Um, let's bring it back to the game. So, Connor, knowing what we know about how this game ended, you know, like we we know, but we don't. Yeah, we talked yeah. about this being a defining moment for the entire entire franchise. Um I wanna talk about the He Stay narrative and that cloud that was hanging over our heads pretty much this entire series, the entire season, all the way up to the championship and a little bit beyond. Um, do you think that prevented the fan base to fully embrace the moment that we saw? Yes. Or do you <laughs> think like, no, we 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 took it in and it just seems like even after the moment we were like, "All right, now he definitely stay." Like, yeah, it, you, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. I mm-hmm. think I think I was even guilty of it a little bit. We like, all were. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Uh, I like. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit there and say. I think that if, if if you were if you were able to say like, definitively, he's going away regardless of what happens after this year, because he wants to go back home. Like no one's, no one shit on him for that, right. right? Like we understood that no one's, no one's out here saying, "Wow, quiet like you abandoned us, like fuck you, like what?" I, like no, it was, it was. We, we jokingly say, "Yeah, you're an idiot for leaving," because you would have repeated. But and if we're if we're all in issues, you know, nine times out of ten, we probably all would done the same thing. So. Right. um... Mm-hmm. Like it's it wasn't a, a a move that we're like oh my god you're going to f- the Charlotte Hornets what the fuck like it's uh it's <laughs> only like one of those things right he's going the home the, <laughs> what like what do you mean you're gonna play with James Dolan like what um the um the fact of the matter is we won and like I was I was in jubilation and I was in the streets of Toronto and you know you would turn around to the next guy beside you and he's like oh, he's staying for sure. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, I didn't even, like, yeah, like, I'm thinking about it, but I wasn't really thinking about it. Now I'm thinking about it, right? right? It's it's, it's all this, like, oh, my God, that's right. He's still, he's a free agent. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard is officially not a part of this team anymore, and, and we have to try to figure out how to get him back. And I think with all that going on, yeah, Raptors fans appreciate it and, and, I, and I think that we soaked it in and we partied and I don't think that that was ever the problem. I just think that we probably could have embraced it a little bit more had we known one way or another what was going to yeah. happen.
0: But that's kind of like human nature though, right? Mm. Like, Absolutely. You, you're not going to avoid the fact that you wanted something uh, subconsciously. And, yes. and we we all wanted Leonard to... to there's not one Raptor fan who's going to say that. No, I, I hope, I wish Leonard didn't... or. Went somewhere else. I'm glad maybe that maybe
1: stay. that McCall back up a uh, burner account that we
0: worked yeah, on with. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> maybe that maybe yeah. that guy but you know the plus minus
0: that. God yeah oh my God. ridiculous <laughs> yeah but hey but, do you like, see you know, do you
1: see Patrick McCall on the court here at all no. Okay, continue. I did,
0: I saw I saw him when he was uh, you know sitting down he beside sitting Larry Lowry all the way at yeah. the back of the bench. Oh
1: yeah. got yeah, you okay, saw, sorry, okay, all right. Yeah. He's not yeah. he's
0: neither a plus minus or he's neither a positive or a negative.
1: Or a negative. He's <laughs> a fact. I'm saying. All right
0: yeah no but what i'm trying to say is that like um yeah i agree with you no one's going to fault him for wanting to go back home and he's never played and never had a choice to wanted to go where he wanted to play except for probably college but even still he was probably scouted right right so uh yeah all, all in all i feel like what uh he's given uh this franchise as a player is is bar none uh, better than what we've all expected, because there's, you know, we've heard so many stories about stars going to other other teams, and, uh, you know, you could say that they haven't played their best. And for for Leonard, uh, by all means, he could have uh, sat out the season and been like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna get this paycheck and and go wherever I want to be," but he didn't, right? And we have to respect the fact that he he's never had a chance to play at home, and he wanted to, and now he has. Like, you have to respect that if you if he did this in any other team we would have been like yeah yeah that makes sense right, right. he wanted to play at home so so now that yeah we're we're, we're a champion um and I kind of think back to like that that stupid stupid cop, that lawsuit, that who's like committed uh, fraud and yes. who dampered the the messiah. Yeah, like legit talking about negativity. Like what a pile of crap. But like yeah. th- things like that will dampen it. But uh, uh, things like uh, when L- Leonard uh, hit that shot and we. Uh, all of a sudden, started to think about him staying. That's not our fault. It's 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 human nature, really. I I don't blame anybody for thinking that. After,
2: do you remember when you were like, okay, maybe he he's not staying? Because for me, I don't know if I ever vocalized this, but like, you know, you watch the parade, you watch. You know, the events that were going on, it was sort of like a clusterfuck, but at the same time, this was the first time in a very long time that a major sports franchise won a championship in Toronto, and that's no disrespect to TFC, but um, it's just not nearly on the same magnitude. Well, that's facts fact. Yeah. Um, when it comes to when I was like, okay, something's up, is during, at the end of the parade, when he was on stage and he had a microphone and he didn't say it like that would have been the time
0: to say yeah. it
1: and when yeah. i connor connor,
0: I... connor were you there were you there at the playoffs uh, parade
1: i was not there at the parade you were not there okay I so not...
0: i am sorry to cut you off adam but no, no, go ahead. i was i was there i was there at 4:30 in the morning Jeez. Uh, yeah, so we have this space. That's when I lift. Uh, I guess. <laughs> <What the laughs> right, that's uh, when you got up and, yeah. and started lifting. Yeah. Um, but crazy. I I got there at 4:30, and you like uh, Adam. There's in front of the Toronto sign is uh, Nathan Phillips Square. Yep. And and that's where they had the parade. And the thing is, I I, 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 I you know we woke up at like two two thirty or something, and we went to to downtown, and I got there, and there was a humongous crowd. I'm talking about like you're like thousands of people already at 430 in the morning. That's Yeah. So I, I got there and I was like, you know, this is a perfect time for me to interview some people. Right. And I, I asked them, Hey, well, how'd you think about like, what does this championship mean to you? Uh, what would you say to Kawhi and all that stuff? And, and when I, when I finished and I got back to the crowd and the crowd of people that were around me, everybody was saying, Oh, Kawhi is going to say that he's going to stay. Kawhi, this is it. If there's any other point in time, Kawhi is going to say mm. he's going to stay, and and I I thought like that would be amazing, right? Like what what other opportunity? What other exactly. great opportunity to do that for sure? Um, but at at the same time, if if you think about you know who Kawhi Leonard is, he's never done that. He he's not going to. Like As much as we love Kobe, RIP, I remember him finishing a... a, He got a championship and he had a parade with everybody and then somebody asked him, are you going to stay? And then... Kobe was like, "Where else am I going to be?" Right. I don't think that Kawhi would have said that if some if Matt Devlin said, "Hey, Kawhi, are you staying?" Which I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have done that anyways. Like if he, even if he asked you, he probably would say no. But I feel like if he was asked that, I don't think Kawhi would have said anything. I would have been like, "We're going to leave that for later. Let me enjoy this right now." You know, I, it's just not in his character. I don't know him personally, obviously. I just don't feel like that's something that he would have done anyways.
2: Yeah, but at that point, I'm thinking. I don't know. My selfish nature wants to say, why say anything at all? But obviously, you have to say something because you're a star of the the team. But, you know, it just... Obviously, that's what everyone was hanging on. Like, he's going to say it. He's going to say he's going to say he stay or something. Or he's going to unleash a new New Balance shirt that says he stay. um, Something. And (laughs) it, it just never came into fruition. So, for me, like... I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the championship. I obviously did. Like, I, I have audio of me right after, like, pretty much in tears about it. But it's just more of a... there was, For me, there was this underlining stress of, okay, now what? Like, it, there wasn't a, a sense of, let's keep it going, man. We got next year. Like, how I'm sure Warriors fans felt. Like, you know, that's what I, I liken it yeah. to, is that there wasn't this sort of continuation. There was a sort of doom factor of Kawhi left like no one and I'm, I'm sorry this is not me hating on the team or not believing in my team I wasn't convinced that we could win a championship without Kawhi or a superstar player like I, I don't think that's bold of me to say I think everyone pretty much had that on the mindset too um that certainly changed but at the time like we sort of needed him to do it he was the proof so I guess there was for me that underlining stress of uh now what
0: yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, like look, while while we're watching this back, um, you you forget and you, you're starting to watch and you forget how many possessions I guess Kawhi Leonard took over. And oh, yeah. albeit he, he didn't really like a lot of the times he shot bricks, but I mean the amount of attention that he takes um from the opponent and, and that's something that you know at this moment i don't think we have and nor do i think that we've ever had as a franchise so there's a lot of like that narrative of of the best winner or the best player usually wins a championship and, I, and and i say that's true but that's not historically that that's not always that what's happened right, right. you see detroit pistons right and i i feel like if there was ever a time to Change that narrative of like you don't necessarily need two one two or three superstars. You need a team mm. And 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 I feel like if any if there was ever any team and i'm and obviously I'm, uh, There's going to be biases bias to this right because I love this team, but I'm going to arguably say that we don't have a superstar But we're still one of the best teams in the nba and we've Been a best team or win a great team in the nba for a while before leonard So I feel like it's just Time, time is gonna pass, and it, where there's going to be a team that doesn't have a superstar that's gonna win. Is it gonna be us? I don't know, but I just feel like that narrative is kind of overblown.
2: I hope so. Uh,
1: God, I, I, ho- I hope. I hope. I so. hope. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think that. I think that you. And, and and I know Adams touched on this a lot. It's like if you have the best player on the court, you're usually the team to win. Um. In in every single series that Toronto Raptors played, they had the best player on the court. Yeah, um, yeah. I well, like without a doubt. I even even with uh, like I I think I think Kawhi is a better player than than Steph Curry, but yeah. that's just me. Um, mm-hmm. And there there are certain people that, that that agree or disagree or whatever. But I think that Kawhi, Kawhi when he plays every single game is arguably the best player in the NBA. We were talking about it when the playoffs were over, about is Kawhi Leonard the best player in the NBA? And all these analysts are like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, look, this dude, this dude's about he took over. He's the best player. Like,
2: Serge Ibaka, uh, what man. a board. Yeah. Yeah. What a
1: I was just, I was really just looking at that. Like, guys, guy had a game. Like, Serge Ibaka, the Serge Ibaka Game 7 performance is overshadowed by the shot. And there's a lot of stuff overshadowed by the shot in this game. But Serge Ibaka has to be recognized more by the Raptors for his performance in this game.
2: hmm Gasol,
1: too. Yeah, well, Gasol's defense on, on, on Joel. B, yeah. Clamp clamp City. Yeah. But at this point, it's 67-64. Raptors' uh, third quarter is about to expire. And uh, they were they were down. I, I, I forgot that they blew a lead to start the quarter, and they were down by, like, 10. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they came back, and it's like, I like these are things that I forget, right? Just how the game sort of went on, and I forgot that they had this, like, lead that they blew down to, like, 10 points, like, a 10-point deficit, and they came back, and they're up by three going to the fourth, but... And, and I also
0: forget how short of a line that Brett Brown put out there. He probably had like eight play, seven players or yep. something. Yeah. And, and man, like to, ha- to I guess for game seven, you don't really want to play your ninth or 10th guy, but whew, that's, that's a lot of strain. And okay, here, here's my, uh, I probably don't know if you guys want to think about it. Okay. But let's say hypothetically speaking because we don't know if the shot actually goes in but let's say <laughs> Philly wins this series okay it didn't so I don't feel bad for saying this but let's say do you think that Philly would have beaten Milwaukee no no hmm.
1: because Giannis is the best player yeah and and, and I know I know that ma- I know that that math and that formula doesn't transcribe perfectly every time it doesn't translate every single series but I just think, I think even overall as a team, Milwaukee was better. Like they had the size to to match up against this, the Sixers. Um, they had much better spacing on the floor, uh, better shooters. I think that they had better players. I just think that I think that Milwaukee would have won in five or six to Dude, be. Clear. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you're
2: overthinking it. it. It's clear. You think Brett Brown has the balls to run a box in one? Brett Brown should be a coach. He's at not the running NBA. a box Brett in one. Brett Brown should
1: be
2: fucking fired. He's not Brett running Brown. a box in one, dude. He you wanna know why he they fights. wouldn't they wouldn't win? Because they don't have Nick Nurse running their team.
1: That's exactly True. why
0: the Sixers 100%. would have lost. They they're collapse. not running a box in one. They're going man. The whole time they're going cool, man. man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know what? I mean, I feel like Milwaukee has what, like, so much better spacing and shooting than, than the Sixers have, yeah. I, I I definitely go six, like Milwaukee and five or something like that. But I mean, a lot of people had Milwaukee and five against the Raptors, so you never know.
1: That's true, yeah. But see, yeah, but see, the Raptors see, and this is why I thought that the Raptors would take care of the 76ers, not in seven, because I thought, sort of, similarly matchup wise, I mean, to how we look at Milwaukee against 76ers now. Toronto isn't as big of a team as either the Bucks or the Sixers, but I thought that their spacing um, would have been good enough to uh, overtake them. And look, this this series could have been a six game series. Like there oh, could yeah. have been a game where the Raptors won <laughs> right very easily. So I know this is seven games, but we're saying that like. Like the Seventy Sixers won three games definitively, and the Raptors won three games definitively. Like that, that wasn't the case necessarily, and for most times, it isn't the case in, in every series either. But um, I just think I think that uh, I just think that Milwaukee was a much better. Like the the if if you were to ask the Bucks who they'd rather have played, the Raptors or the Sixers, going into that Eastern Conference Finals, I think most of them would have told you the Sixers.
2: Absolutely. Hmm. Um, I like it alright so we're now in the fourth quarter um, we know what's about to come so uh, let's, let's talk about Dewey this Adam, no, Dewey. I mean, we, have a, we have a good idea but let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about the parallels of this game in 2001 um, the 2001 Eastern Conference Finals was held in Philly and the Raptors were there uh, obviously the end results were strikingly different in nature but sort of the same, not in terms of the result. Um, In one the narrative of Carter receiving his diploma that day, um, giving an immediate impression that he was ill-prepared, set up for a buzzer beater that he would, I think at the time, we would say would be dead in 9 out of 10 times. Turns out that was the one time it didn't go in. Um, Pushed the Sixers to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, They weren't going to beat the Lakers in the finals anyway. Um, fast forward 18 years later, everything is flipped. Raptors are home, completes the opposite side of the court. We know what happened. How prevalent, Connor, do you think this parallel is within the game? Or do you think it wasn't nearly talked about as as much as it should have been?
1: I think it was talked about initially, but like we, we have to, there's so much about this that is eerily similar right. mm-hmm. to 2001 right like if you if you think if you break it down which you've done you did a great job with in saying that you know trip to get to the east finals uh, game on the line best player shooting the shot opposite side of the court uh, similar situation well the, the only difference really being that if the shot is missed we go to overtime versus a loss right, right? Yeah. Yeah. um but game is on the line with this ball Yes, um, you know it's it's this it's a similar shot. Inbounds is almost in the same spot. Um, well, I mean, it, it, you know, Vince came to the ball on that side of the court, whereas Kawhi dribbled away and whatever. Right, but right. still, um, inbounds is coming in on that side of the court on on the on the offensive side, and the it, it seemed when that happened and when you draw the two parallels, it was almost like. A lifting of a curse. If you want to be sort of uh, spiritual about it or whatever, this moment was incredibly significant and almost validated the efforts of this team and this organization to say, "Yeah, your your organization was ill prepared before, but you got this. Like this team right. is worthy, mm-hmm. right? Like to me, I felt worthy." especially when reliving those com- those parallels and those comparisons, because it reminded me of it, and then you dig deeper into what everyone else brings up, and you sit there and you're like, oh my god, this is so similar. More similar than when you realize in the moment, because in the moment, you're just freaking out that he hit that shot. Yeah. But um, the the parallels are, are, are incredible and the fact that the result went our way in the fashion that it did, um, mm-hmm. I think spoke more volumes than what a lot of people sort of give um, any type of uh, attention to. What do you got, Jay?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think maybe the broadcast uh, of it all didn't really speak about like the parallels very much, but. I mean, all three of us were in, you know, the socials in the Toronto, Toronto, like Twitter sphere, that comparison between like this year and the, the 2001, like it was talked about, it was talked about how this is the year uh, we have to, you know, like Connor said, we, the weight off our shoulders and everything like that, like if, if this happens and all this, all is lost because, I mean, sorry, all is clear because let's be real. I mean, outside of all the playoff, uh, I guess, uh, you know appearances we've had, it all—it uh, never stemmed up to that shot. It was always—you'll know, go back to the history books. Like gee, we would have made it to the conference final, and I know that we've made it to the conference final. But when we faced the conference finals against LeBron, it was honestly that that year. I think it was 2015. I don't think anybody had, and Toronto itself. I don't think we were really seriously taking the fact that we were going to beat the Cavaliers, and. And I and I feel like that that comparison between this series and two thousand one is humongous, um, not only because you know it was versus Philly and the uh, the who we're going to face next, but it was also because of the player too, right? right? So when we have when we put the Kawhi and the Vince Carter and the weight on their shoulder and everything like that, so the the parallels are so haunting almost, right? And. If and I sometimes I think about like you know if we go into overtime if the the shot didn't go in like how much of a burden would have would that would have happened to Toronto fans like would would we like we already were so st- and still sour about Vince not making that shot if Leonard made didn't make that shot how much more of a dead spin would Toronto be at right like how how much sadder are we we're gonna take but this is like. Not only we we made a a got a championship, but do you remember when we won this game? It felt like, and and I'm sure a lot of other people were like, "Why are why is Toronto celebrating so hard?" It's because they don't understand that you know, twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, this this should happened already, Mm. right? And we lost it. And so it's it's been on our shoulders and it's been a burden for so damn long that of course we're going to celebrate like we won the championship. Mm-hmm. And and if you ask anybody if like if we didn't win that championship, of course I'm glad we did. But if we didn't, the fact that this happened and we won and we got that shot over Philly, that was almost our championship. Like yeah. do you agree with me on that?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Like and I don't mean to diminish anything you said, but like it it this victory felt different. Right. I, I think that's what you were trying right. to if I if I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like this this victory felt different. Like we've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals before, but when we got there we we're like, ah yeah, but Cleveland's gonna beat us. <laughs> it's LeBron's right? uh, what are you like, gonna do? Yeah,
0: it, exactly. And and not to nobody's fault, nobody's Toronto's fault because we've never been there before. But for this series itself, for this game seven versus Philly, we've been here before. Right. And we know how devastating it ha- has been for the last 20 years. We do not want that again. So that w- when we won, hell yeah, we're going to celebrate it like a championship. You know, hell yeah, we're going to have uh, videos upon videos of home videos of YouTube clips of us celebrating as a family. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, that this like like shadow has been lifted because of that shot. So, th- those those two, it's like the the highest of the high for this series and the lowest of the low that has never left us until now. Yeah. So yeah, those two those these two those two games are definitely intertwined.
2: I love it, and you know it it's it's the way it ended, and we're gonna get to it soon in, in about six and a almost six and a half minutes, we'll get to it. But um, well, six and a half minutes of play. Um, but when it comes to everything that that shot represented, and you know how it was performed, and and the just the the grace of it all, I remember watching this with my wife. Again, we're watching it on Mother's Day, and my child at the time is not even one. And we're just when it when it happened, we're just jumping up for joy and saying, "Oh my God!" Like screamed <laughs> yeah. it. Thankfully, she didn't wake up. But, like, I remember sitting in the couch and just, like, shaking my head. And she's like, what's wrong? They just won. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you don't. Like, I love you, but you don't understand (laughs) the parallels between this and 2001. And I showed her the video. I remember showing her the Carter shot. I'm like, it's the same team's. It's almost the exact same spot in the exact same manner. Connor, you nailed it. Like they're not losing the game; they're going to overtime. So anything could have happened. But still, mm-hmm. it's just like it's the same. And now we did it. Like it's like a monkey, oh, kind of like the yeah, like kind of like the game <laughs> I know, one. I saw it too. <laughs> the game one monkey getting off our back. You know, like that is another monkey that got off our back and sort of legitimized the franchise. So like it, you just
0: see I, it. like and. And how many times in those in those twenty years? How many times have you replayed the Vince Carter shot? How many times have we said, "What if that shot went right, in? Yeah. What if you know Vince Carter didn't go and graduate and and all that stuff?" And 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 honestly, he he, he like. You'd say that you know AI had 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 a game, but honestly, uh, Vince Carter had more points. Yeah, he had. Or a game. no, actually, he didn't. My bad. But like like yep. Allen Iverson had twenty one. Vince Carter had twenty. Antonio Davis was a leading scorer for the Raptors on that day. Twenty three <laughs> points. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, they, there's there's so many what it, and like that team was crazy. Vince Carter, Antonio Davis, Charles Oakley, Alvin Williams, Mo Pete, Del Curry, Jerome Williams. What if? You know, like how Dell inbound,
2: inbound that ball was it Dell yeah, yes, Dell did, did.
0: Inbound. yeah yes, yeah he,
1: yeah.
0: he inbound he was supposed to, like I, Vince Carter even said he was supposed to have it on the top of the key, but because whoever was playing defense on him, he couldn't, so Dell had to fake it and pass it to Vince uh, while riding into the corner. so the like what you know, like there you go. what if Vince Carter got it at the top of the key yeah. so he had more time. Right to have like a dribble, set dribble, and then shoot it. Or what I always talk about whenever i thinking about this is: what if Vince Carter took a foul? Because mm. he he pump faked and then the defender went into the air. Right, he could have one hundred percent got a foul. Uh, so there, there's so many what ifs. But we don't have to play that anymore, and that's why it's so important that this game, this shot had happened.
2: It's an amazing moment. And like you can, if you guys hear, I'll turn the volume up just a little bit so you can hear this crowd, those listening on the podcast feed. And that's on a Kawhi and one play. There, just just listen. Sell the there and the just chanting MVP. Like, God damn, I missed that so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: those, those fucking suits are so loud. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: right. I've missed those MVP chants, man. Like I, I know people said it this year, or chanted it this year for Siakam, and that's fun. But come on, man. Like these moments yeah. with Kawhi are just—you'll, you'll never forget them. You just never will. And um, it sort of segues. Ooh, that wasn't a foul. Nah. That's bullshit. <laughs> so
0: I, I'm, I'm playing this like I'm watching this like it's a live game. I would have been. I was probably vexed. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's not a foul, Come Yeah. <laughs> Jason, you
2: should probably call for a replay. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, you right. Exactly. Come on. I'm, I'm, st- I'm doing that little twirl with my finger. Yeah, let's you know. go.
2: Replay. Coach um, challenge. Let's go. Let's, um, you know, I I sort of set the table. So, you know, before we get to the shot, I do want to talk about, you know, comparing this season to the 2019-20 season. Um, so, like, a lot of people like to talk about which season's more special. I know our buddy Ryan Grossman. Says That last season for sure was way more special and he's adamant about that, but I think it's a it's a legitimate debate. So Jason, let's start with Mm -hmm. you. Where where are you at? Where are you at with uh, comparing or do you even want to compare them at all? Go ahead.
0: No, I mean, you can't help it, but compare it right like last year is a championship run, but that wasn't that's hindsight if If you asked me to go through the stress that was these playoffs, hell no. I would not <laughs> want to go through this again. It was so heart palping. I was so stressful. But you know, when hindsight, we're watching this and we know what's going to happen, we know the championship is in our hands. so I'm I, like I'll agree that the fact that this this series or this season, um I'll agree with you both ways. If you tell me that last season was the best because we won a championship and throughout that playoffs it was fun, then yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. Right. And then this season, like the the narrative of of being uh, disregarded again and sti- and and you know being rated with injuries and still be uh one of the best teams in the NBA, I wouldn't disagree with you with that either. It's just that if you ask me in entirety i would say this year and the last year are, are definitely top three of like this franchise mm-hmm. you know of the 25 years that we've been in existence like this it's it's not there's no other time that i can remember and again uh like this this team was like i was what four when this team became into existence but i don't remember the time that i've had been, i've had so much fun and it could be uh, you know the fact that I get to do a podcast with uh, a couple of really good friends. I've been, uh, I've, I've, you know, met so many great people. I've, I've virtually met you, Adam, and you, Connor, and so many people online because of the Raptors. And I would have right. done this uh, anyways. But like, yeah. there's a lot to it. And and these couple of years, uh, I've never had uh, more fun. Uh, throughout the entirety of like whenever I've renowned Raptors or basketball, you know what I mean. Like right. this is definitely top the top of the notch.
1: Right. I would. I like. I mean. I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to compare, but the comparisons will happen. Um, if I had to compare, I think this year is more. Fun because I'm not stressed out about where Kawhi Leonard's gonna go, right? Yeah. Like I think I think that that was I think that played a massive stress uh, after every game we're sitting there going, okay, is he gonna stay or is he gonna go? Right? I think that even this year, if and I and I'm bringing it back to the point before, if Kawhi Leonard missed that shot hypothetically and the 76ers won, or if the Bucks. Uh, beat us in the Eastern Conference Finals, or if we lose the Golden State in the finals, like if we don't win the title, and Kawhi Leonard leaves, uh, we would be sitting here. I know it on podcast, going, "What if we won the title? Would yeah. Kawhi Leonard still be on this team?" We'd be devastated, mm-hmm. right? And and mm-hmm. we know, we know the the uh, without a doubt, what outcome would have happened because we got the highest level of achievement, and he still left. So. There's no more like cloud of doubt in our in our minds of like oh okay he's uh he he would have stayed if we won it's like no we we won and he didn't stay so that that chapter that book is completely closed mm-hmm. um and that would have been a talking point I think in this year and I think that it would have made this year l- less fun because it just would have been like oh man like if we won Kawhi would have hundred percent come back we would repeat it blah 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 this and that yeah. Uh, I've been enjoying this year a lot more because of the fact that we've won a title. Right. We're the motherfucking defending champions. Like, I'm so <laughs> relaxed. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Why put this fucking mentality in my head of, like, 82 play- practice games before we get into the playoffs? And um, I'm sitting back and I'm enjoying this the, these games a lot more. And even win or lose, I'm not as much of an emotional roller coaster for them. And uh, I, I just, I find the enjoyment level to be there. Uh, obviously, I think that uh, going through the playoffs with this team of the last year is is an experience I'll never forget, and I th- think that that's why Ryan says that that uh, I think that's the main crux of Ryan's argument. Right, is that the playoff run with this team is just something that is so incredibly special and so many roadblocks and challenges and adversity that um, I like I any mean, one of those. 10 instances go wrong and we don't win the title so from that perspective I get it but I think just from an overall enjoyment experience perspective I've been enjoying this team more for what they were not supposed to do this year compared to what they're doing
0: fair uh, Adam I have a question for you though what's up as as an outside perspective because we're Connor and I are are in this we're, we're in Toronto right oh, and yeah. we, we feel it all the time From an outsider perspective, the fact that your favorite team is a reigning champion, does it feel different where... Because you probably get a lot of crap from a lot of people saying, oh, it's the Raptors. They're never going to win again. Kawhi left, blah, 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 blah. How do you feel as an outsider looking in uh, that we are a champion yet Kawhi didn't leave. Are you, are you like in the same boat where Connor is where it's like, you know, you don't give a fuck no more. Or, or do you feel, do you feel it still? Do you feel like, uh, you know, Boston is, is on your ass.
2: It's a really, uh, that's a really hard monkey to get off the back. Like it, it's, I feel like that has been, maybe this is a bad answer, but I feel like that's part of the identity and when you take that away when you take being defensive of your team especially against like shit stirrers like Boston fans i don't know i, I don't want to be without it like it's sort of like stockholm syndrome <laughs> man you like you know what yeah. I mean? like i i like <laughs> yeah 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 i like fighting i, I like being sisyphus like and it's not that like i don't <laughs> uh, i don't appreciate the championship i'll never forget it but i always I, I just feel like that's my life, like pushing the boulder up the hill. And once you get to the top, you're right there and it just falls back down. Like that has been my journey as a Toronto fan. Always, always. And I'm just like, without that, now that I've reached the top of the hill, I'm kind of like, what do I do?
1: <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Nick Nurse looks like he's about to shit himself, by yeah, the way. Dude. Like he, yeah. he looks like he's about to have a coronary. Like, poor dude.
2: We're about two minutes of play into the moment, but... No, I mean, like, I, I, it's something that I'll never forget. It's something that I'm always going to hang on to. And, you know, it's it's, it's the nature in which it happened, right? It's the culmination of everything from the first, from the, when DeMar was traded up until we won it. Like, it, it, that whole entire sequence, those months leading up to it, was something that if you're not a Toronto Raptors fan, you will never understand it. You will just Mm -hmm. never understand the gravity of all of that. Like Masai making the decision, moving on from your franchise guy and the most beloved player at that time in history. Like I'd say DeMar was more loved than Vince. I'm not saying DeMar was more influential than Vince, but I think there was a bigger soft spot for DeMar because he was so loyal to, to the team and to the city through and through and when he left like there was that sadness that was so palpable throughout like Mm -hmm. the the fan base and you felt for him but like that risk taken all the way up to the moment that you won the championship i don't know you'll just never understand it unless you're not a toronto raptors fan so like when i when i discuss that with with fans in the new england region that are boston sports fans they just don't get it because they've been spoiled like, they've just been spoiled right. of years Brad's, of Tom Brady. Brad. Yeah, just constant, constant, we'll just get that guy. Red Sox. Like, maybe not the Celtics so much, but it's the same sort of mentality. The Red Sox, man. They're yeah.
1: fucking, ah! You God know, like, it, it's,
2: it's this, this entitlement that Boston sports fans now have that Toronto Raptors fans never have, and they still don't have it as a result of Absolutely. the championship. You know, so, like, there's a humbleness. So I guess I just don't want to lose that as part of my fan identity. Siakam.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What a play by Lowry for the steal to Siakam on the fast break. Love it. Oh my god. I hope that that is. This is the moment I got very excited in this moment. Oh yeah.
0: No, it it, it to, it's just it's it's interesting listening. It's always been interesting listening to an outside perspective who doesn't live in the area or like I, I don't know about you, Carter, but I don't live in Toronto. I live in the outskirts of Toronto. So no, I live, I live I,
1: in uh, I live in Burlington. So I'm, I'm Burlington. Adjusting. I
0: live in the top. I live in a okay. tubo, so okay. we're all in the same boat, right? Yeah, but but we that that sense of uh, community and like what Adam, when you were saying about Demar, I think why we had and a lot of people ask us like you know why so many people were um, mad that we traded Demar because we got Kyle uh, Kawhi Leonard. But if you think about it, when Leonard was traded to us. Uh, he no no one knew what like, he was coming off an injury right and he didn't play for an entire year and then all he had in his repertoire was like he was obviously a finals MVP but you know he was coming off injury he never played but for Demar how many times could you say that a Toronto Raptor wanted to stay in Toronto yeah or like a, a, an athlete at all right Leafs Jays you know uh, I guess we don't have an NFL team but like with there's, n- There hasn't been a star player who's represented Toronto so big and I and I think that's that's where it comes from right because we that's all we had for the longest time it's like we have a player that loves Toronto and that loves it as much as we do so now that we have a championship and I feel like we're, we're all in the same boat we don't know how it feels right we still right. don't know how it feels and we're still we're still defending and we still have no idea how it feels and 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 yeah uh like like i i'm not there's no there's no moral to the story i'm just saying like it, it it's interesting when i hear somebody else talk who's not from toronto who talks about toronto raptors yeah yeah, yeah.
1: if butler made that free throw uh yeah jimmy if fully made that free throw if
0: butler made that free throw um Jimmy, if you went into overtime,
1: oh, you know? actually, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered, to be honest, because Kawhi still hits a shot. And That's then whatever. True. But, well, uh, but still, yeah. it, it makes it puts things into a different perspective, um, going into the play draw up and all that stuff. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. It could have changed. But can't fight destiny, baby. Ooh, Nick can't fight is- it.
2: Nick Nurse is fired up right now. So we are at the 33.3 three three mark of this game. Uh with the timeout being called Toronto is up 89 to 86. Um we're getting there and uh you will be damn sure to hear the audio when we do get there. Uh side note, I think Twitch kicked me off. Uh I think that's the problem when it comes to the video stream. I don't know if it's legit. Uh I I got a cease message. I don't know if it's a spam.
1: But uh oh, you know what? Probably because you're showing a game game footage of a game.
0: Yeah. Oh. So, uh, uh,
1: if you stopped watching fantastic. on Twitch, can't blame you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where do you where do you go?
2: Yeah. What happened? Um so maybe that's that's what's happening. Um But again, I encourage you if you're listening to this on the podcast stream, which you probably are, um click on the link, put it on your computer and watch the game. With the sound down and our sound up, um, so again we're 33.3 seconds away. People in the crowd are praying because of the gravity of the moment. Uh, quickly, so we can get to the shot. Uh, Jay, where were you? You have to remember exactly where you were when this happened.
0: Oh, every single uh, play uh, playoff game I watch, I watched with my family, uh, which is well, mostly my uh, wife's. Parents, mm-hmm. uh, my my parents who have never watched basketball in their entire lives uh, were texting me, and these are like <laughs> these are like sixty year old Chinese parents that don't don't care about basketball. And they're like, oh my god, did you see what Kawhi Letter did? So I was at home. Uh, watching it with my family and I I, you know you'll see well I'm sure we're all gonna feel it again but I was jumping up and down I I don't know what I was saying I was saying some sort of uh, some sort of like profanity and (laughs) I'm I'm surprised that nothing either broke in my apartment or that uh, myself didn't break down and cry Wow. (laughs) you know but I was at home watching it with my family what about you Connor?
1: yeah um i was i was actually also at home watching with my with my parents um we were in the media loft uh, my 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 parents became massive fans of the raptors like four years ago uh once they started making the playoffs and once i once i was getting more into like i i've been i've been in basketball for a while but they've been sort of just on the outskirts and uh, once the Raptors started doing well, they, they got roped in. Sure. And um, and they've been following this team now for like five years. And they are they listen to all the podcasts, listen to all the, the sports radio, and they follow it along really well and understand all the stats and know who's who. So I give them massive credit. So uh, they're great. They're great fans to watch with. But I was watching in the TV room there and uh, um, we all had the same reaction of we all were jumping up and down, screaming like screaming like you think you've heard me scream (laughs) on this podcast you think you've heard me on previous podcasts scream i took it to like 10 decibel levels higher i couldn't believe what uh, the sounds that were coming out of me i couldn't believe it i I just i didn't know what to do i didn't know how to react yeah i didn't know how to react and i was just Mm -hmm. i was just flailing around i was flailing what about you adam i was you're with you're with us you're with cindy right i
2: was with my wife and we were i was clutching onto the couch um you know, and this was a nerve-wracking moment. Uh, we're we're not quite there, but we're close. It was a nerve-wracking moment. I was beside myself, and I I swear to God, I thought I it wasn't going in. I swear yeah. to God, I thought it yeah. was rolling out, and we're going to overtime. Um, but you know, real quick, you know, you guys are you know on the outskirts of the city, but your your fingers are on the pulse a little bit more. Bigger reaction. And it's okay. Whatever one you want to say, it's okay. I know
1: where you're going with this. I know it. <laughs>
2: this or the bat
0: flip. Jay. I remember where I was with the bat flip too. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> to be t- to be honest, I would say bat flip.
1: Um. I think. I think bat flip got the bigger reaction, but obviously for everything and the whole grand scope of everything of the two moments. I think that the more important one was the shot. Um, but I think at the time, the bat flip got more of the um, more attention because it was the first time since essentially uh, the Joe Carter walk off home run that anything mm-hmm. good at that moment yeah. of a significance had happened for a Toronto sports team, right? So,
0: mm-hmm. um for as a raptor fan obviously the, the shot oh, but of course, yeah. as a toronto native and understanding the calamity that it comes with like the the toronto sports i'd have to say baffled because of just the yeah like like understanding, like just the longevity of the of the franchise the blue jays what they represent joe carter and everything like that you talk about talk about like the how much of an impact like the uh, Vince Carter had for sure but the the impact that like Joe Carter had and the Blue Jays have in this city is is really big so yeah. i want to say the I, i'd say the bat flip yeah
2: so i want to say the you, bat, i want to say the bat flip i want to say the bat flip because
0: yeah. mm-hmm.
2: i think this was i think the bat flip was a more impactful moment because when you watch this game and we have been nothing really went wrong Right? Like it was a great basketball game
0: through That's through. fair. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes.
2: but with the bat flip game, you had that seventh inning and that
0: weird rule where, you know. Here it is. He gets that. He gets I fucking hate Jimmy Butler. I got to get my wife. She he, she has to watch the last all of right, us too. Right? All right,
1: all right. Turn it up, Adam. So we're queued up carry I'm
0: going to
2: let this play out. Let's go. 4.2 seconds, tied at 90, fourth quarter. Timeout Toronto. Here we go.
1: I tell you what a hell of a play by Jimmy Butler took on the challenge of Ibaka at the rim. Able to finish up over the outstretched arms because Serge had a time. But you know what happened? You saw that bump that Jimmy Butler gave Serge. It didn't allow him to gather. That bump right there, he couldn't gather the way he ordinarily would. And that allowed Jimmy just enough space to get that
2: layup off. She is all of us.
1: She. The panic panic in her face. (laughs) This is as good as They thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Nine times out of ten, Serge blocks that shot too.
2: Oh yeah. And with four seconds, Ton of time
1: for Toronto to get a good look here. And it's, it doesn't have to be catch and shoot. You got time to take two, three dribbles. You can make a couple of <laughs> passes even if you can catch the defense sleeping. it's is in for Philadelphia. Gasol will inbound. Siakam back in. Gotta be aware of the inbounder here if you're Philly. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger?
2: <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Look
0: at Three the crowd.
2: Cheesing. Cheesing, dude. Ear to ear, cheesing. Yeah. <sighs> my God. Like just the Just the gravity Look at this Look at this crowd
1: yeah. Unbelievable
2: <sighs> Everything about that Like I know we're watching The TNT broadcast But the The way they commentated that It was perfect Connor
0: you're gonna like this My wife is laughing at Joel Embiid crying Oh yep. man <laughs> cloud ass Bitch Don't <laughs> oh, even my cord Oh my
2: Masai, Masai. Oh, that's not Masai. Never mind. That was that's,
0: bad. that's the cat. The yeah, cat. It's the cat.
2: Yeah, I thought Masai was on the floor. Um, that's right. He was hugging Uncle Dennis in the in the hallway.
1: Oh. Yeah. Mm. A little Uncle Dennis. The Hey, look! At the end of the day, um, what a shot! I was still like, it still gives me shivers, and it'll never. That will never go away. Crazy. Um, look at this the, just the shot oh and my God. hey can we give a shout out to kevin harlan too because that dude knows how to piece together moments like there there's very few broadcasters that do things well like that uh kevin harlan has been the voice of playoff moments in basketball and important moments for a very long time and he did a great job with that too like everyone knows like is this the day yes. it goes up? Like yeah. I, I, I heard it coming in my head already and th- that will be that will be synonymous with that moment. Even though a lot of us were watching the Canadian broadcast, you still hear that come back on. And mm-hmm. uh we we're blessed to have a great Canadian broadcast too, but uh kudos to the TNT team. Hundred well.
2: Everything yeah. about that dude, the blue tongue the, whole, the screaming, yeah. the <laughs> emotion. From the someone squat.
0: Yeah, the, dude, uh, the squat. The, the Jordan Lloyd. uh you uh, go, uh, random guy in suit. the suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. There's the crying, <laughs> bro. Get on my face, bro. Get that garbage out. Get that garbage out of here. <laughs> get that
2: garbage out of here, man. Like everything about it, and now how composed he's like, yeah, just hit a shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just oh, yeah. doesn't
1: give a shit. <laughs> he I miss, doesn't. I miss,
2: oh, <laughs> short, so I just wanted to put it up. In uh, the... uh, let's hear this. Let's pipe it in. Uh, got the shooters bounce, and you had to work hard for it. First, you got. You, you're driving, driving. Then Joel Embiid, he's really big. He came up. How did you have to time it to get it over Joel Embiid?
1: Man, just a lot of hard work. Just one time <laughs> shot.
2: Like I said. Just, shot <laughs> just a lot of hard level. work. He definitely did not hear that question. <laughs> no, <laughs> no <just> way. Like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. How did you get that shot? About oh, just a lot of hard work. It's oh, <laughs> not the question I asked, Kawhi. But okay. Um, look. This was perhaps the the greatest Toronto Raptors game from start to finish that I've ever seen. I know people like to say the championship, but this game, the, the emotion behind it, everything, we've already covered it ad nauseum. For me, I think this is by far my favorite Toronto Raptors game of all time.
1: Hey, we we out rebounded them on the offensive glass sixteen to five in that game. I saw that come up (laughs) with the final two seconds left or four seconds. Like the offensive rebounds are sixteen to five for the Raptors.
2: For the narrative
1: for the narrative yeah, exactly. For the narrative being that we were getting bullied on the glass, like that's incredibly impressive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well look, this is one of those moments in Toronto Raptors history that I don't think anybody's ever gonna forget. And yeah, for but- those of us that were lucky enough to witness it, if, like, you know, 20 years down the line, you guys stumble upon this podcast for some reason, because you wanted to watch this game? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if if you... If, uh, if you were lucky enough to see it, you know exactly where you were, where you were sitting, how you were sitting, how you stood up, your reaction, the people around you. It's just one of those moments that will be forever photographed in your mind. And, um look it's it's one of these games that i am happy happy to Oh he stayed oh, uh, uh, <laughs> oh bro hey TNT oh. thought so or else they wouldn't have shown it so that's excellent. that's fair um do you guys have any have any closing statements connor we will
1: start with you no i mean like we're the defending champs and i really don't give a shit about anything else at this point <laughs> like we're uh, y- you know what a lot can be said about this team and how Kawhi carried the team to a championship and the injuries that they faced along the way with the Warriors and how it might not have been deserved and whatever. They can take that and shove it up their ass because, like, honestly, this team faced so much adversity throughout all these playoffs and defied all these odds and deserved every bit of that championship and to this year, without having Kawhi, they've done things and they've exceeded everything everyone's expectations including my own um to get to where they are if the season ends uh with the with the the way that the state of the nba is in and if it's over um i will be sad for it but you know what we're still the defending champions and we're proving that we can do it without Kawhi leonard uh and this is a lot more of a team effort than i think people realize but all the big moments came from Kawhi, and i think that um As the NBA continues to play more games, whether it's this year or next year, uh, they're going to see something really special with this team. And whether it's Giannis or whether it's someone else, there's going to be another superstar that's going to want to play alongside this team. I know it. I don't know who it's going to be. You can come back to this podcast in a year, a year and a half, two years, but someone will want to play with this team. They're too good to not have another star with, and Masai will get someone Enjoy this year. Enjoy the the downtime. Spend the downtime with your family. Get to know maybe your your family members a little bit more. See if they're good people. <laughs> if you talk to them a little bit, I saw this joke where it was like uh, day three without sports. I talked to my wife. She seemed nice. Yeah. <laughs> saw this so, woman on the couch. Guess it's my yeah, wife. <laughs> I mean, she was I mean, she, yeah, she's here. She guess she's my wife. Yeah. So enjoy enjoy the time with your family. Remember, we the champs. We the North. Uh, so. And this, these moments will forever be a legacy of the Raptors.
0: What about you, Jay? One hundred percent. I mean, in, in closing, like there, you can say all you want, like Connor said about like how Kawhi possibly might have, uh, you know, carried us to, into the finals or a championship. And, but you definitely is a team effort, and I and but I don't want to lose the fact that it was hit, hit that shot. If it was Larry. Ibaka, Frevently, whoever it was, that shot gave us that type of excitement and jubilation, and and just ecstatic uh, for that moment. And I just, you know, I can't thank whoever would have been, and in this case, Kawhi. Thank him to give us that moment because what I love doing the most is watching people's reactions. And you look at the reactions, you know, in Jurassic Park and inside uh Scotia Bank and even Nick Nurse, the players and whatever, I you could say everybody in that building outside of that building and in Toronto and whoever represents, you know, the Raptors in the in the country or in the world has that moment. And that's something that we can all share. So at this moment, we're all sharing something that, you know, it could be, it, it might be a negative, but, you know, we could always take the positives out of it too. And for this, we have something positive this shot, this feeling that we've had, it's something that we will always share together. And, and, you know, don't forget those moments, right? Like, like, 20 years from now, Connor, 40 years from now, we're going to tell our kids if we do, if we decide to have kids that, you know, this is what happened, Right. And I can't wait for those moments again. And I just, I'm just so thankful that we get to have this and we get to share with each other. But yeah, Mm -hmm. like, like Connor said, I I wouldn't say anything better than he did. Like really it's, it's a time for all of us to remember these type of moments and remember, you know, like we're having it, it it might seem, you know, kind of dull at, at, points and and grim but you know we still have uh you know our health that we have to take care of and everyone else too so you know take that time to to, to take care of each other and and be there for one another and you know ship hand sanitizers to across the country if you <laughs> really needed to but yeah, man. I want Adam. I want to say thank you so much for allowing me yeah. to relive this moment, Connor. Same with you, man. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to like talk to you guys about this for the last like two hours. These two hours didn't feel like anything. It felt like twenty minutes talking to, with my boys.
1: Honestly, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks, Adam, for starting up this this idea, and 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 Jay, thanks for hopping on and and having great conversation because honestly, it was like like Jay said that. Literally felt like a like a half an hour like that was, so yeah, that was that was that that went by really quickly and uh, a lot of fun to relive that and talk about the the storylines then storylines now current events past events uh, and maybe who knows maybe we'll do this again about some other time another game possibly maybe maybe we yeah, oh. won't, won't be on uh, Twitch in won't yeah. be on Twitch <laughs> yeah on
2: Twitch they're gonna kick my ass off
1: you're banned you're banned <laughs> I'm banned from
2: Twitch um. <laughs> Look, before before we head out, like obviously I'm going to give you guys the floor to promote any and everything, but before we head out, like this is again, not to belabor the point, but this is a very important time for everyone to come together and, you know, when it comes to the narrative out there being floated out there of supporting your local businesses and supporting your local uh or, you know, sort of freelance uh people out there, this is no different. So, I highly encourage everyone, whether it's a, a Twitter follow, whether it's a, a podcast review, podcast review is probably the best thing you guys can do. But if you don't want to do that, if you want to give a Twitter follow, I highly suggest following both Toronto Sports Views and That's A Rap Podcast, as well as uh, both Jay and Connor's uh, individual Twitters. Um, just get out there and, and interact with people right now, whether it's about sports or anything, because right now is, it's a very, very important time to do so. So, again, look up, uh, what is it, the Raptors HQ? That's how you look it up, Jason, for the That's the yeah. podcast. So look up Raptors HQ yeah. in your, in your podcatchers. Leave a five-star review. Same thing with the TSV podcast. Leave a five-star review. So It's honestly the best thing that we can do right now, and it's free. It doesn't cost you guys a goddamn thing. It's free, and it's helpful, and it keeps the work going, keeps the lights on. It keeps the, the encouragement and the positive vibes going. So I highly encourage everyone to do that. Um, That being said, if we're going to do this again, it's probably just going to be in podcast form and I'll give you guys the (laughs) link to watch the video and we can just like do it that way. I apologize sincerely for the Twitch malfunctions, but that's the breaks. What are you going to do? Experimentation. So with that, uh, you guys know the deal. Promote any and everything you got going on. Just go Jay and Connor and we'll close it up. Go for it
0: sounds good yeah man thank you so much for having me on connor same to you man um you can find all all myself and my two other co hosts jay and dre they're the ones that made that podcast uh great and you can find us on that's a rep pod on twitter you can email us at that's a rep podcast at gmail.com and on all the pod catchers like stitcher and spotify and apple of course look up raptors hq because that's our home base
1: all right and you can check you can check me out on twitter at to underscore sports views uh like adam made mention of we have uh the dtsv podcast uh all the links i'm sure adam will have in his description um i'm gonna be having links for all their socials on on my description uh you can also check out Uh, My personal website, TorontoSportsViews.com. I haven't had much going on there just because of, you know, the fact that there's nothing to talk about. (laughs) But uh, if you want to see some old stuff, some older articles or see if I was right or wrong about a few things, go check it out. There's some little archives in there that you can sift through and and see if you like what you read.
2: So there's one good thing about this coronavirus and if the season does uh, resume the first time since 1999 that the Knicks will be playing in June so there's that so <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow all the help that the franchise needs because they're absolute trash absolute uh, garbage. don't get me going on the next okay, I'm not I'm
2: not all right guys uh, thanks for hanging shout out. out to
0: the James Dolan uh, a burner account yeah and shout
2: yeah out, yeah, yeah, yeah shout out to <laughs> to everybody all the Knicks fans out there it just got worse to way worse for you so uh <laughs> You know, having said that, thanks guys for hanging out. Hopefully, we'll do this again if I can get everything straightened out. But uh, thanks for stopping by, guys. Take care.
0: Yes, sir.